0: This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by specifically Ryan, who patronized us at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you, Ryan. And if you would like to join Ryan, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you.
1: My name is Cole Ross.
0: And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast.
1: And this week we are talking about Resident Evil 5, which is a survival horror game developed and published by Capcom for the Xbox 360 and PS3 in 2009.
0: Indeed. And this episode is executive produced by Ryan.
1: Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're moving our way through. Um, Not too many mainline Resident Evils after this.
0: No, and I think it's safe to say that they're downhill.
1: Like, I like six, you like six. Uh-huh. Zero is bad, yeah. Yeah, um, zero is bad. Uh, Revelations is a mixed bag. I recently streamed that. I hear Revelations 2 is good. Um, also not a mainline Resident uh, Evil game, uh, yeah, I suppose you know
0: yeah.
1: uh you know but also like we could i mean we could still do
0: it it's not a cat than i wanted it to um the, like go well, ahead gerrymander resident Rehler. evil
2: okay all right yeah, yeah. okay yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. All right,
0: okay well uh do you ever notice how some resident evils drive like this <laughs> um yeah uh, this is this will be fun because i think that in some ways this is kind of a perfect waft game where like there are good things to say about it but also uh it's monumentally stupid uh yeah um like just colossally uh you know like do you think cold would you agree i don't know you, you we haven't talked about this i think this might be the worst cast of a resident evil
1: it's pretty bad uh, it's it's it's, re- it's really really rough <laughs> i mean you have three villains and when one of them is irving and the other is excella it doesn't Excela. matter how it doesn't matter how much wesker you get on the other side of that
0: yeah. Ex- excella was named after a car <laughs> it feels like
1: after a car (laughs) uh, named after a spreadsheet
0: like uh, like, like a model like the new ford office suite (laughs) featuring x the Mm excella um and then uh on the protagonist side Mm -hmm. uh we both like sheva there's not a lot to sheva and like all of sheva is in her little
1: file yeah
0: yeah, like, there's a 35-page biography on Sheva you can read. Yeah, they could have put some of that out in is, the
1: game, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, instead, though, she's just kind of sheva and around. Yeah. And then this, I feel like, is one of those markers of, like, when Chris got turned into the Chris that I don't like as much now.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, angry, it, bald Chris. It makes me... It, I mean, I played this, and I, I kind of got a little bit worried about Resident Evil 8, actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, uh, yeah. how much is he going to figure in this?
0: You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so killing Chris Redfield wouldn't be the worst thing for the series
1: to do. No, no, not at I, all. Honestly.
0: Um, so you know the cast and then also the racism and stuff, and we're gonna talk about all of that. So this is this is gonna be spicy, especially since mechanically uh this is Resident Evil Four, but worse. Yes. Um the uh so in this, you know, our protagonist character, Sheva, who we mentioned who's new, mm-hmm. uh, and this is her only appearance, um, and Chris Redfield from Resident Evil One. Uh, are members of the BSAA and are sent to deal with a bioweapon outbreak in the fictional African region of Kijuju. Yeah, uh,
1: the basic gameplay here is very similar to Resident, Resident Evil 4. We're not going to go hugely in-depth on, on on trying to break that down for you. You can go and listen to the generalities of that episode from a few years back if you want to if you want to see that mostly what I focused on when I made the notes was kind of the differences in the way that co-op kind of changes that and breaks it to a certain degree.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Resident evil four is one of those uh, genre defining games, you know, kind of the beginning third person over the shoulder uh you know Mm -hmm. shooter game um and kind of the big thing with resident evil 4 was that it had this slower pace um enemies were comparatively slow and you had to stop and aim uh for them and that is true here as well
1: yes yeah uh re5 modernizes things a little bit by giving you some alternate control schemes you can do the regular re4 um you know tank control kind of deal but Mm -hmm. um i think by default it comes with letting you like strafe and walk forward with the left stick and, uh, you know, aim your camera uh, with the right stick, which is a little bit, you know, allows for more fluidity when you are running around, which is nice. In addition to, like, your turnaround buttons and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And this is a more actionized, like, it's Resident Evil 4, but a little bit more action-y.
1: Yes.
3: So
0: it makes sense to have a little bit uh, more limberness. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemies, uh, these are also not zombies. Uh, there's an original draft of this that had zombies. Uh, mm-hmm. But instead, these are Plagas-infected poor people. Mm-hmm. uh of a different race which is umbrellas kind of thing yeah they're, they're <laughs> hitting them all they're they're doing a red hot chili peppers around the world but with different people they want to infect with plagues. <laughs>
1: yeah uh, but yeah um, so instead of being called the, the genie yeah they're not the they're not the ganados they're the magini vaguely uh demons i think is what that translations to tra- translates from or something like that uh, it's a couple
0: of things yeah like uh it also has root words with uh with genie like a gin. yes you know uh so yeah so like demonic people or monster people
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um they feel more aggressive than they do in re4 re4 they would Mm -hmm. uh kind of like walk toward you like lumber toward you menacingly here we've got like the fast zombie version of these uh of of these enemy types present more often Mm -hmm. yeah well
0: the weird thing is they don't uh they run at you and then stop and walk. Yes, <laughs> it's kind—it's of, kind of the Magini shuffle. Like they—they they, uh, it starts off feeling like everything's going to be so much faster, mm-hmm. but when they get within like a, a certain radius, yeah, like they just like start—they really slow it down. They stand
1: out at the side and wait their turn. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest change of this is that this is a co-op game. Uh, it is designed to be co-op, whether you play it co-op or not. Mm-hmm. Um, either, you know, you control Chris on your way through, and then either a second player, if you are lucky, or an AI control Sheva. Um, this was not originally part of this pitch, uh, and it changes a lot of RE4-ness to this. For the most part, too, the worst. Like, this is, we'll talk about the co-op rounding Mm-hmm. That This does, you know, but uh, as a single player experience and kind of objectively, there are a lot of RE4 games that are lost with this change.
1: Yes, um, I think primarily the thing that sticks out most to me about RE4 is that it is so finely tuned, like it is about as perfect of, of a machine as you can get in terms of specifically the enemies that it throws at you and the pickups that they drop. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's the miracle of Resident Evil 4 is the adaptive difficulty, adding a new player who has their own kind of performance that is being watched um, and um, just it, just these other variables and things like mess with that. And this feels like a much more sloppily put together machine that takes the input of your play and provides output in the form of enemies and drops, right?
0: yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it falls under the entire, like, Resident Evil 4, but 20% worse. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, it, it's not like it's not doing any tuning. I would notice that after a boss fight, I would get a big, huge ammo cache that corresponded exactly to what I'd used, you know, basically, things like that. Or before a boss, I would still get loaded up. Things like that that are, that are dynamic to prepare you for different ebbs and flows and difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not done as well. Right. You know, um. The other thing is that uh, since it's co-op, they assume, you know, double the firepower and double the, you know, thinking players, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people, you know, the the protagonists, they're going to throw more at you. Yeah. Um, so every one of those things that are kind of special encounters in Resident Evil 4 where you are being hounded by a large group of uh, antagonists are now much more common. Yeah. Um, I would say mostly really Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like one kind of long puzzle stretch Mm -hmm. uh you know when you go to do raiders of the lost ark stuff (laughs) in the middle of the game but before that uh like you know for the most part big huge groups of dudes running at Mm you yeah
1: Yeah. uh, and that uh you know it just it it takes away uh you know a a, a throttle that they can that they can push and pull for the pacing you know there's Mm -hmm. just less again like like fewer things that they could that they can uh, uh control for right when it is just always throwing people at you
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh to me personally the thing that is most annoying is the way the inventory system has changed mm-hmm. um you know because you cannot pause and look at your inventory which is Uh, Something that's, you know, a a real profound pleasure in Resident Evil 4 Um, because you have two players, you don't want to make the other person wait for that. Um, Instead, you have a real-time inventory, but it's been simplified as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas instead of having a briefcase with different items taking out different shapes and amounts of space, you have nine slots. Um, You can trade items back and forth freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, between and you can use this as kind of a quick select for guns which is actually an upgrade yeah um however i spent my spent way more time managing inventory between these two characters than i did in re4 like in re4 i did it for pleasure mm-hmm. you know to have all my grenades in one corner yep and just just feel like hey that's grenade corner baby like, <laughs> you know did you see the signs uh,
2: like <laughs> the
0: that, that's what i And now it's more like, well, if I make Sheva shoot one sniper bullet, she can reload her sniper rifle and then she can pick up this red herb. Mm -hmm. And I can't pick it up because I'm wearing body armor and I need to keep you know, this extra mine because I'm fighting a, a bat monster <laughs> soon.
1: Yeah. The, the, the annoying situation that I found myself in, you know, because there are so many different weapon types. I found it easiest just to say like, okay, Shiva has this rifle and this machine gun. We both have pistols, et cetera. But in my haste to pick up items, when enemies were coming at me, I would pick up a big old useless box of machine gun ammo. And yeah. I would have to try to find a way to get it to Sheva um you know to free up room so i could pick up ammo for my own gun and if there's anything happening sheva will be running away from you to go and de- to go and deal with the threat um, and you have to be within a certain radius to do the, to do the spopsies. So just a I bunch of,
0: <laughs> what's that? I, for a second, that sentence in my head it ended with, and Sheva will run away from you to go deal with her sister. <laughs> <And I don't, laughs> just, just like, just Lots. like we just pivoted as an entirely different type of game. Yeah. Okay. Her, her
1: sister's in a lot of credit card debt. Like yeah. she doesn't have a lot of options. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, she's getting married in six months.
2: Yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she you you end up having like oh these are shovel bullets. Yeah, you know, and then then you end up with this thing where there's like the third category of bullets, like guns that you keep in you know your mysterious floating home base, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like just for bosses. And it's like, why well, I, I need to take this because I need to take it back to base. But, <laughs> God, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know there there need to be like a send to stash.
2: Yeah, button,
0: I think. Uh, just go all in on it. Um, that's a big part of the inventory as well. They got rid of the merchant. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, like tons of uh, just charm and player good feels. Yeah. Um, they replaced that with a between level kind of arcade shop, shop and storage uh, kind of thing where you sell treasures and buy upgrades to your weapons. Um, but it is not as controlled or it yeah. feels more arbitrarily controlled. Like you get to a certain chapter, this certain thing becomes available or you find it in the level. Mm-hmm. It becomes available. That never felt as special to me as like running into a merchant and getting that, you know, those two blue torches.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. The, uh, and
0: feeling the kind of the soft music.
1: That wonderful moment when you realize, oh, it's been quiet for a minute. And then you're around a corner and you see the blue light. Like, that's a pretty yeah. good feeling, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a great feeling. It just it felt like possibility. And here, you don't get that. Right. Um, it's efficient, you mm-hmm. know, but it's a huge step backwards in terms of game feel and kind of. Uh, even efficacy—it's not just an aesthetic thing. It's also how you know again, uh, what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. So and and the way that this impacts you, like effort-wise, is that this is so easy. The game isn't controlling as tightly when you run into a merchant anytime you want you can restart the chapter and keep all of your stuff yes so you basically have the option to go to this whenever you want as opposed to it being a thing where it feels like part of that designed experience yeah you know we talked about earlier being a little bit reduced Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah um so all that is done in the name of making co-op more efficient uh one thing that is efficient and generous is the way the healing works i like Mm -hmm. this i think that this is um uncharacteristic for the genre to a certain extent so if both characters are near each other herbs and health sprays will affect both of them mm-hmm. um so if you get a moment and you can just be right next to each other you can get the basically double the efficacy on your heel of course that means you are also managing your co-op partner's health that feels less onerous um however yeah. you if you are playing with an ai sheva you need to keep all of the healing items yourself because ai sheva thinks that herbs grow on trees
0: yeah and they and even if they literally do <laughs> ai shova should, shouldn't act like they do right right um the the semiotics of this are great it reminds me of like aerosmith sharing like spray hairspray on tour or something <laughs> yeah. like if you just happen to be near where the spray happens off a mm-hmm. healing wave
1: yeah no it's you you, you, yeah. you just get overspray. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah exactly mm, Overspray. <laughs> uh, you get contact high from the, <laughs> uh, from the spray uh, i love that yes um there's also a, uh, like most multiplayer games like this, there is a way to recover your partner. Um, if they're downed, you're getting a little timer and you can heal them. Uh you would know, pick them back up mm-hmm. uh, with this. This changes with difficulty yep. um, to where on the higher modes, there is no time for this. So they basically get rid of the feature. Yeah. Um, but on normal and even just uh, the one above normal, mm-hmm. you still have time to get yep. your partner back. If you don't have a healing item to put in them, you inject them with adrenaline, mm-hmm. um, which just gets them a stand, but their health remains critical. And I, I feel like there is a limit to this. I feel like if an enemy, if they just get downed right away, Mm -hmm. without healing at some point they just they die yeah when
1: they're when they're Um, down they think of it like um like D, &D where when you you hit zero it starts a countdown to negative 10 mm -hmm. um and if you heal them with adrenaline that just freezes that timer for them but if they take damage they go back down um and yeah they won't go back up to zero hp and stop the drain until you actually use a healing Mm -hmm. item on them Mm -hmm. that's normal. that changes at different at different places yeah yeah and like th- that is in addition to just like the help me uh kind of kind of stuff where if an enemy gets one of your players in a like a grab then the other gets a little prompt to either go up and do a melee or shoot to free them from it <clears throat> yes,
0: uh because another change of this is that there is a weird and robust melee system mm-hmm. uh, to this that really only comes through in mercenary mode, but it is not tutorialized very well in the game but depending on how an enemy is stunned, you will have different melee attacks yep I can use <laughs> or how the enemy is uh otherwise predisposed so depending on how they're holding your partner mm-hmm. uh, and these include instant death right um you know <laughs> you can kill any enemy in the game by getting a certain kind of melee attack. the game does not tell you this at all no. Um, it's hard to pull off. It's much easier to pull off in co-op when I played this, uh, I played this twice Mm -hmm. and when I played it, uh, in co-op, I did this much more often. It's harder to get the AI to work with it, but you can, uh, you can do these melee things and literally just one shot
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: just about anything. Yeah.
1: Um, the levels are designed for co-op. You know, in a way that feels pretty reminiscent of RE4 to a certain degree, Uh at least some of the areas where if you had Ashley with you, like, you could command her to, like, turn this crank while you crossed a bridge, etc. This is full of that. I eventually just started calling these partner activities for teams and friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just, basically, Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, and a lot of times they're, they're literally like, I don't know how anybody gets around this world. Right. Right. Like it, it's the buddy system. Mm-hmm. Like this is the part of Africa where the buddy system originated. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even just across a river, you yep. gotta have to, <laughs> gotta have to, it's everything is the story of the Fox and the Fox <laughs> having to, uh, to cross the river. Mm-hmm. Um, instant death, kind of cute, uh, quick time events. In cutscenes, return so you can't just be watching a cutscene. Yeah, you no. um, can't just stop. be
1: making a note for your podcast.
0: Nope. <laughs> if you don't press, uh, you know, square and X at the same time, let's we'll mm-hmm. shoot you in the brain. Yep. You know, so yeah, <laughs> uh, big bummer. Uh, Gold edition lets you take the you know mitigate some of these and take them down, but they were a bad idea in the first place. And yep. you know, the the idea of like we need to make cutscenes more, you know, interactive and more thrilling. And stuff has always been a weird fiction. Yep. That video games uh labor under.
1: Right. So. When the when the answer is fewer cutscenes, dummy. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And this has a lot of cutscenes. Actually, yes. um, uh, this game. Yeah.
1: Um, story-wise, those cutscenes uh, will tell you a story that is a departure from Resident Evil 4. RE4 was a break in continuity. They dispatch with the Umbrella Corporation in the opening of that. They say, yes, Umbrella was dissolved, but the threat continues. Here's Leon. He is in the Secret Service now. Mm -hmm. However, RE5 takes us as far back into the continuity as possible um plunging us into the meta story of the struggle between albert wesker and the founders of umbrella including a founder who was important but heretofore only named never depicted
0: yeah uh spoiler it's an old man with a blanket on top of a wheelchair yep um the uh uh the the way this um kind of comes back i saw that read this somewhere that somebody made the argument that this could have been a series finale and it actually makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. this is where they close a lot of those threads. Yes. You know, Wesker just disappeared after mm-hmm. Code Veronica. Yes. Uh, and, you know, that's fine. That made sense. But there was still, you know, in a way there was that grudge, you know, and that did feel like a little bit like a uh, an unattended plot dangler. Yes. In another way... To, to wrap up that plot, they had to make this real stupid. <laughs> um, it's like, the lore of this is interesting. Hey, did they have the actual- to? Hey, Gary, did,
1: did they have to no, make they, it stupid?
0: They, well, I think that, like, the idea of, like, Chris is finally going to get vengeance on Wesker uh-huh. was always going to be stupid. <laughs> like, there, there's no way that was going to be cool. Right. Uh, and it's on the trajectory of Code Veronica, which is when everybody's jumping around like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You know, it's a weird thing where you talk about the the it time back into Resident Evil lore. That stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. The actual plot and theming of this are beyond laughable yes. uh, for the entire thing. Um, every message, every, you know, dramatic moment, mm-hmm. all of the the like the arc words in comedor- <laughs> terms of this, like the the compare and contrast. Like the, the, what is this basically doing is setting up the idea of Chris getting a new partner. Mm hmm. And Jill getting a new partner ultimately in the DLC, yep. and then Wesker is bad partner. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the scene where Sheva's like, "But I thought they were partners." <laughs> uh, when Wesker does something evil, like I, like I, both times my jaw dropped. And I'm like, "Oh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen." Yeah, like you're you're such an idiot, Sheva. <laughs> you're, you're, you're dumb dumb.
1: Yeah, like you, oh, you sweet summer child. Well, uh, What's really funny about this is we talked about this in Capcom. We talked about this in the Dino Crisis 2 episode earlier this month as well. I think Capcom in particular, I think that there's something about their creative process where they don't understand what th- what a theme is. Yeah. Because, like, remember with yeah. the Crisis they said, our theme was the exhilaration of fighting many dinosaurs. <laughs> and for this, yeah. I think they said something like the our exhilaration
0: thi- of fighting our- many black people. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they had a, a same Jesus. theme. It's just horrible. It's just for white supremacists. Yeah. So.
1: No, but, like, you know, like, you know, but I think here the theme was partners in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, which is just like that's not a theme that's like a premise nope. <laughs> but the, it, but they lean on it and they, a promise. The, the, yeah. the the fact that they lean on it for like a major character beat for sheva where she like that's what makes her realize that wesker is a bad guy that he betrayed somebody not not just somebody but a partner uh a... <laughs> it, it's, it's fully 33 33 percent of her character beats as well yes like yes, she, she didn't get a
0: lot of character yeah she yeah. didn't get a lot of character work in the she has her backstory uh-huh. and then she has that yes and that's basically the story of her mm-hmm. um and it's it's ridiculous uh you know something i think about a lot in video games is that uh this was you know the best-selling capcom title or resident evil title for quite a while mm-hmm. if it's not still um somebody cried at that scene right like enough where it takes all kinds there's so, many, like,
1: there's so many there's so many humans he's, he's yeah. not a
0: good partner <laughs> albert wesker the like super speed matrix vampire <laughs> from the series he is a he is a shitty partner yeah
1: i, I agree <laughs> like yeah. i can't disagree with you it's just yeah a, and a wa- bad accountant like Re- I, 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 pre- you know, pre- breaking like... news water wet yeah yeah
0: Res- resident evil 6 wesker is a bad friend <laughs>
1: fake friend <laughs> fake friend <laughs> wesker fake
0: yeah real weskers for my fake friends <laughs> fake weskers for my real friends like uh, i yeah, it's just, like, it, it's so quaint. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a bad partner. <laughs> like, he's all our fucking whisker, you dip. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, and the game's really going to spend a whole game showing this? Uh-huh. To me, holy shit. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. And what's weird is, like, that's not just a, like, like a like a strange little beat that they have for RE5. Like, mm-hmm. with, with, with RE6, that is all Chris talks about, is his squad and yeah. his partner. Like, his relationship <laughs> with peers. You know, it like, sucks
2: so bad. <laughs>
1: he's so bad. It's <laughs> like the like worst
0: Resident Evil character. I didn't think so. You know, in Resident Evil One, but like man, yeah. It like, fucking sucks. <laughs> Uh, like, we need two games to get this. is so remedial.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Like, I feel like we got assigned remedial games. <laughs> like, when we play this, like they, like, they play and stuff is fun, which, you know, it's Resident Evil 4, but worse. And Resident Evil 4 is one of the best video games of all time. Right, right. So, like, a worse version of it, still very good. But man, is like the theming and story just absolute amateur night at the Dum Dum Factory. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's just absolutely incredible shit. Yeah. I, jaw drops. At it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and like for as much as Wesker, you know, figures into this, you don't really get an awful lot of him, and his actual plot has basically nothing to do with what's going on in in mm-hmm. Africa or like the chaos that you're that you're going through. Um, the thing yeah. about the, the <laughs> like the meta story that I do like is I will basically pay attention to any body any body of text that has the word progenitor virus in it. So like sure. the story of Umbrella coming here and fucking things up to get this flower, I think that is cool and good. But yeah, it it's, it's yeah. only barely related to anything.
0: And like all the 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 flashback stuff with Wesker and everything, it's like at some point knowing his relationship yeah. with Umbrella and how this worked and stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Uh his motivations are really dumb. Yes. And it's one of those things where, you know, we talk about uh with the characters are standing around criticizing the plot it doesn't excuse anything mm-hmm. um this game is full of that yes uh of chris calling out wesker for having shallow comic villain like <laughs> motivations but then also just being like yeah wesker but <laughs> we just <laughs> made wesker like real <laughs> idiot too like wesker doesn't have good motivations nope you know he wants total global saturation uh-huh. and and that that's it you know <laughs> like yeah. i yeah his, his wheat from the chaff super villain shit it's yeah. like thanos if thanos was just like what if everybody died and yeah, like people per- were be like yeah there wouldn't be you know there, would, there wouldn't be scarcity anymore mm-hmm. and we're like we know wesker there wouldn't be scarcity because there would be people buddy like yeah come on no you know? but like, to, like
1: but to have wesker's motivation ultimately come down to i want to be a nietzschean superman is like yeah i don't like i don't know that's real basic you guys that's been what, done what
2: That's. I mean, 16-bit
0: jrpg did you borrow this from
1: yes yeah
0: you know the, and and there's nothing wrong with that as a trope in general but it's not as mm-hmm. an evil no like this is this is dark science mm-hmm. you know this is this is people pursuing knowledge and doing yeah. crimes not pursuing power the same way. And every time somebody makes that trade and chooses power, mm-hmm. uh, it's shown as a tragedy. Yes. Including this game. Mm-hmm. Like every single time it happens, it's like, oh, somebody turned into a big insane mutant and died. That sucks. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, it's just it's it feels off yeah. to me. This is the most off feeling Resident Evil game in sequence. Yes to me. Where it, it's just like the concerns that we're dealing with and kind of the uh the motivations and storylines we're dealing with do not feel like the series to me.
1: No uh i would say re6 does feel like the series to me like it is definitely it is, more so yeah it is globe gl- like like globe trotty and stuff like that but like the character motivations are way more in line and more like nuanced <laughs> which is a crazy yeah. thing to say about a game as extra as re6 is yeah yeah yeah
0: it just it says a lot about re5 yeah um let's get into the racist stuff yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <sighs> So if you know RE5 for anything, you either know, oh, yeah, it's the one where they went co-op or, you know, it as the racist Resident Evil. Um, And for me, like this was my first big video games are racist controversy. I don't know if it was Mm -hmm. like the first one, but like reams and reams have been written in response to the specific bad ways in which Capcom messed this up by people who know more about this than us, what I focused on was like talking about how Capcom responded to this and still ultimately came out with like a bullshit product from this, from this regard.
0: Yeah. That's the important thing to me. Like nobody needs to hear these two white guys talk about, you know, how Resident Evil five was harmful right? uh, because other people with more skin in the game have done so. Yes. Um, What's important though, is that Capcom like this is one of those things where like, they just did a really bad job and mm-hmm. they, they attempted to fix it, but the end product is still pretty gross yeah. and it would be disingenuous not to mention it. Mm-hmm. Like even just because, you know, it's in some ways it's not our, our, our race in another way. Like it absolutely is because even as like just a white dude playing this, like I felt grody mm-hmm. uh, during lots of parts of it, both times I played it. Um, And that's not marketing. That's, that's the hands-on experience. Yes. You know, and it's one of those things, too, where the conversation around this gets so wrapped up in intent in a way that is not useful. Yep. You know, like it is it's, you know, the, the best and worst thing you can say about this. Like, I legitimately do not think the people at Capcom set out to make a racist game. I think that they made a really insensitive game and were very careless with imagery and uh, things without really, you know, no, like knowing the gravity.
1: Right, it. right. I feel like, like they, they had things that they liked and they went to a lot, you know, they went to certain sources for ideas. They said, okay, we want to tell a story that takes place here. And they went to an awful lot of media that itself just stepped on as many rakes as possible. And they didn't listen or bring somebody on board to say like, hey, that's like, th- this is why that thing is, is bad. Yeah, like, this like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: like they can... invented new rakes as well. Like, <laughs> right. it's not just like they borrowed rakes from media set here. Yes. <laughs> like there are brand new rakes in this, Um, <laughs> you know, like there, there's a, there's a jaw dropping note, lore note uh, in this. Uh, so, you know, again, we're not excusing any of this when we talk about Capcom's reaction to it. Like when we say, I don't think they intended to be racist. We're not mm-hmm. saying that matters right it's just like yeah the the product itself is real it's kind of gross in that respect and you can get over it And you can if you're hearing that and you're like i enjoy this game Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's racist i just feel like it's set in africa like when we run into explicitly racist things in it we'll point those out and it's okay for you still to like the game Mm -hmm. we're not saying any and that's where like the cut this was so exhausting yeah when this came out like Mm -hmm. god like People just be like, well, what? it's not just racist just to have a black person. Like, is a black zombie racist? And like, no, like you you are you're willfully misunderstanding mm-hmm. this.
1: this <laughs> look, uh... look at look at the way the white zombies are portrayed previously, yep. and look at the way they decided to do it here. Look yep. at you know just there there are any number of ways that they that they specifically messed it up.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so they they did a uh, the, the first trailer for this in 2007 uh, showed Chris just gunning down. Bunch of black people in an African setting. <laughs> That's yep. like basically it. Uh, there wasn't a lot more to it. They're like, this will be enough. So here's our game. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> money, <No>. <laughs> money <laughs> please. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Capcom, you know, people criticize this because mm-hmm. this sucked. And uh, Capcom said, oh, our intention wasn't to be political or to make a statement. And it's like, well, you know, some, not everything can, t- things aren't neutral because you say they're neutral.
1: Yes yeah uh so they eased up somewhat they added in uh enemies of other races just kind of making it the idea that yeah like just poor people of any race end up living here and working (laughs) in horrible conditions yeah Uh, like anybody could win the yeah in this club 30, i'm like equal yeah. opportunity murder commission yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so they, they did that uh it's also believed that the um addition of sheva as a co-op partner uh was also a uh w- w- was a like a, a measure to uh to you mm-hmm. know to, to soften this to mitigate this uh however that also has problems a you are still killing straight up racist caricatures
0: of uh of of black people and they get more racist as it goes
1: yes additionally there were complaints that sheva her skin was too light and she didn't sound like she was from africa like she did not appear to be like you know from the place where they said she was from and yeah. like and the, me- messing the 35 with
0: 35 page document says that she was but that's yeah. real classic like well no in the lore she's a thousand years old yeah you
1: yeah know? the like the like yeah. the what ultimately ended up happening was they ended up saying this skin you know this lighter skin tone is better than these darker ones good good yeah. good guy light skin bad guy darker skin which
0: and yeah to, to an outsider like to you know it took me like i didn't initially <laughs> intuit like skin shade privilege mm-hmm in terms of people of color. Like, I didn't really understand it. And I just kind of had to, like, learn about it. Yeah. Um, and the other rake they stepped on with this was by trying to paper over that by making, like, this weird fan service sex kitten character. Like, she's not very flirty. Right. But, like, boy, does the camera mm-hmm. really like her boobs and butt. Yep. Uh, you know, and she's very scantily clad. Uh, and, yes, it's Africa, but Chris isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes, it's hot, but Chris isn't scantily clad. Right. Like, it's like this weird thing where they said, like, okay, well, well this will make us not racist, but, like, we need something for Daddy. Right,
2: you know,
1: right. If,
0: if, if Daddy can't have his MAGA hat, he's going to have his nudie mag. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just, it's, it was really dumb.
1: Yes. Yeah. You can look at one thing that the developer has said, even separate from the discussion of their you know depiction of race in this that actually points to probably probably where a good amount of this came from which is that the director cited black hawk down as a big inspiration for the film and while that movie is stressful and suspenseful you know it's a jerry bruckheimer bruckheimer movie set in africa based on a basically a propagandistic book it's very inaccurate about the events that it that that it depicts there's been tons of criticism of that film in particular that kind of does the same thing that re5 does depicts the people involved in that conflict or the people who lived in Mogadishu as um m- monstrous and animalistic mm-hmm. um and yeah this takes that and basically does a similar thing um so yeah that's another one of those instances don't don't base your depiction of, of africa on black hawk down probably uh, just base it on the continent yep which already exists mm-hmm. you know lots of people are from um, there you can talk to them <laughs> It's, they, it's they, yeah <laughs>
0: uh yeah uh so the the final game they they had all these kind of mitigating factors uh but it came out pretty bad Hmm. um you know the text is you know these people are victims and that was a big thing that they tried to go for these these poor people these rural people in africa were being fucked over by umbrella yep you know the same as ever um however uh you know there not only is there cultural baggage to the idea of the absolutely you know the wild out of control black guy uh menacing white-skinned women which is Mm -hmm. like something that explicitly happens in this during a cutscene. um but also it's not like how they show white zombies or even plug us like the Mm -hmm. you know the the decision to make this the fast zombie game Mm -hmm. on top of it making it the black zombie game yeah goes over pretty bad right and then you go to a village full of witch doctors, hmm. like they they, they, they they just you know it's already pretty bad, and then mm-hmm. you just like fucking slap and then, my And head then out, man. and then like, war paint comes
1: out. I like I, I'm yeah. I, I'm not being edgy when I say this. Uh, like I'm actually being deadly serious. about the decision they made, you know they they made with this through through the middle portion of this game, you're fighting black people in war paint who are throwing spears at you. Some of them wearing gigantic masks. It's like yes. something
0: out of Tintin it's very tin tin yeah it's like Tintin tin goes to costco world market <laughs> the book
1: yeah like, and and like it's... that like just it, it even back in the day that was massively uncomfortable for me back in the day being 2009 like generally pre before i started learning about like how this stuff sucked you know i didn't learn about these tropes or even like that colonialism sucked until after college like nobody teaches yeah. that unless you seek it out
0: yeah so uh, it's rough shit. Yes, you know, and you know. we're 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 going to cover this. You know, that's our opinion on this controversy bit. We're going to cover this largely as a game, but I would strongly yeah. encourage anybody listening to you know Google mm-hmm. Resident Evil Five Race yeah. and read some essays because there's a bunch of good stuff out there mm-hmm. uh, with people who more informed than we are
1: yeah both contemporaneously and you know written after the fact you know and also this is part of a long tradition of just basically western fiction not handling africa well at all mangling geography treating it as as if it is a single country like talking about but what does this mean for africa like i don't know dog it's a continent that's big enough to fit most other countries in it, so... Yeah.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> like, the the language is a, a specific language. It's Swahili. During a part of this, the money is a money from another part mm-hmm. of Africa. There is an element of this where Capcom were taking the buffet yeah. of imagery here and just being like, we like this aesthetically. Yeah. Without really taking into account, you know, and game developers do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are tombstones in Dark Souls 3 that have Urdu on them yes you know like that are that are there as placeholder images but this is so pointed and so you know this part of this is the 2020 moment we're covering this mm-hmm. but even when it came out like this is so uh laser focused yeah. on a specific race that uh, a large part of the market for this game very specifically has a pretty shitty history
1: with yes <laughs> uh
0: you know so yeah misguided all around mm-hmm.
1: so yeah uh yeah. there's that let's talk about the development uh, so the game was announced very shortly after RE5 or RE4 came out. Uh, RE4 came out in early 2005, um, and this was announced in July of 2005 uh, that they were mm-hmm. uh, that they were working on it. This is directed by Jun Takeuchi, uh, who had previously done Onimusho Warlords. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, after Clover, uh, the studio closed down. The remaining members of that team split between this and Umbrella Chronicles. You like Gun? Mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Yep. Um, this game de- began development as just a solo adventure starring Chris. Right. Uh, and a lot of the things were in place. Like this is not like RE4 where there's a million drafts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the story was a little bit different and it was a solo game, but it was always a daylight adventure with Chris in Africa.
1: Right. You
0: know um cheva was originally a recurring character you mm-hmm. know think like a uh, ada wong perhaps yeah, uh, had to yeah. Guess. like you know a character we switched to for a little bit mm-hmm. um she was the leader of a local militia um but then when they went co-op they're like hey this will this will hey. shut up the sjw's <laughs> you know?
1: hey we also they invented the term sjw's um yep. yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah.
0: Capcom all along.
1: Yeah, yeah uh and like other other characters had like different different uses so like Excella wasn't always the president of the tricell like regional branch she was like a secretary irving's role was different all of that yeah um but you know broadly it was there because they had re4 to build off of like they they, they already knew how to make a good game <laughs> they had the bones yes. yes yes um pretty much the entire game takes place during daylight um and this is a because of you know the inspiration, uh you know, and it just to say like, yes, this is based on you know, like this is inspired by a Black Hawk Down. That movie is mostly in the bright daylight. Uh but also like graphics technology was to the point where they could make stuff look good if it was fully lit up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they said why not go for it? And it's fine. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, and the idea I think is a little bit daring. You yeah. know, you we're we're at the fifth uh you know, main entry in this, the sixth main game. Mm-hmm. Um You know, all of them had taken place in Spooky Night. Yes. You know, for the most part, other than a a brief daylight section in RE4, Mm -hmm. like, let's see what this looks like. Yeah. You know, Uh, it turns out things are not as scary during the day. Yep. (laughs) Um, You know, daylight horror can be done very effectively. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the least scary Resident Evil game we've done Mm -hmm. Uh, by far. I don't think that it's particularly possible to feel fear during this. Um, You you,
1: you just feel stressed out. Because the combat is hectic. Yeah. But, you know, yeah,
0: but not, you know, this is, this is like unconventional fear month. Yes. Uh, you know, but the, and originally they were going to do a lot more with that, um, where they talked about having this lighting and they had this whole mechanic about eyes adjustment. Mm-hmm. So the idea being when you went into a dark area from light area or vice versa, your eyes and the camera would take a while to adjust and they were going to use this for scares. Yes. Um, I can't imagine what that is other than just letting something get too close to you before you can see it. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, and eventually they just stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Like they just cut that completely. Yeah. And it, it ends up playing like a little bit like RE4 in you know an insurgent zone. Yeah. Like a Call of Duty Insurgent Zone during the Call of Duty
1: Insurgent Day. hmm You know? So. <laughs> yeah. So this is you know, this is where they, you know, make a make a bold step toward action. Right. Yes. There's there's not much survival horror to this um yeah uh and speaking of action they have a mercenary mode in this that is good and fun you can play a ton of different mm-hmm. characters including barry mm-hmm. barry was
0: originally going to be in the campaign yes um one of the cut scenes from this was barry joining you mm-hmm. to fight 10 gigantes <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't like originally it was going to be a little bit spookier and creepier really yep There were still going to be 10 gigantes but barry was going to help yep um there's versus multiplayer which i have not messed with mm-hmm. um that's a weird idea
1: yeah it feels like uh, 2009 think... was the banner year for that
0: yeah it just had to be uh and there are two pieces of dlc for this that are very strange mm-hmm. um we'll talk about them at the end of the episode uh one of which is a prequel and one of which is like could have been done in a cutscene. yes like one, one of which is a a side story that answers a question that you probably didn't have mm-hmm.
1: yeah so, yeah uh, one of which is more RE5, and the other one is, like, a different gameplay thing altogether, which is, yeah, you know.
0: It's, that, that's the good one. It, it's yeah. a love letter to the series, which yes. is a nice little, you know, bone since this game does not feel like it has very much, mm-hmm. you know, love for the series
1: in it. Yeah. Uh, you get both of those DLCs if you get the Gold Edition. Um, it was collected on its original systems in that, and also that is how it's re-released. I played this on the Switch, uh, which is a good way to do that um which so mm-hmm. is a good system for these uh but you can also get it on like pc and ps4 and stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. uh, this was followed by resident evil 6 which is another co-op game uh much bigger in scope much longer mm-hmm. um and resident evil revelations which is a side story uh tells kind of a prequel story of chris and jill working together and a little bit of like the background on the bsaa yes you know which here just kind of comes fully formed right
1: um yeah bsaa like they just all of these organizations after re4 that they just start introducing in the animated movies in between
0: <laughs> in between the main <laughs> know, games that you haven't and shouldn't watch
2: right don't like <laughs>
0: like it's so i mean we we talked about this when we did uh re0 for abject suffering but like mm-hmm. there is an element of resident evil that loses me post umbrella yep and and this is part of it like it is so much harder to care about the bsaa mm-hmm you know than stars and umbrella like it. It used to be simple and and I think part of the thing is is that they're functionally the same.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like just
0: like, as AA is just stars, but
2: that's cool.
1: There's a there's a moment in this where the the the, the story beat might as well have been a Scooby Doo like Sheva walks up to a Tricell logo and notices that like it's peeling a little bit and peels yeah. it off and underneath <laughs> it is umbrella like Tricell <laughs> is umbrella.
0: Yeah, L- <laughs> listen, Sheva. Uh, any evil pharmaceutical company is functionally the same yes in this universe <laughs> um so yeah so it definitely loses me on that and this we this has been a negative intro i think this game is really fun to play mm-hmm. um you know because and we mentioned it before it's because it's a worse version of re4 and re4 right. is a blast yeah so like i had a really good time both times I played this, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked about co-op and we talked about the downsides of it, I think because we both played this most recently solo. Um, it is very fun to play Resident Evil co-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works yeah. really well. Like those, um, those absolutely, you know, amazing little defense sections yeah. uh, where you're doing traps and things like that. Just sing mm-hmm. in co-op, like telling a buddy over a mic, like, Hey, you cover this window. I got to go get more ammo upstairs. Yeah. Like, in coordinating for that is just, like, thrilling and cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they had something there. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know that they've ever fully capitalized on it. Like, 6 is a fun co-op experience, but and good, but I think it's a little sprawling. And then the Revelation games make co-op a pain because you had to beat the levels so low before you can do them co-op, mm-hmm. which is a crime that I wish games would never commit again. Yes. Stop um, that. There's still, like, full potential of this that could be reached, mm-hmm. you know? wasn't reached an outbreak like resident evil is like spiraling towards perfect co-op play yeah and i still think they can get there and this as a first step is still like an absolute blast even if there's tons of missed potential
1: yep i've not played through the whole game as co-op like when i first played this i did like a smattering of chapters and that speaks to the game's credit that somebody can just like hop in like you don't have to start mm-hmm. and play from the beginning it, it can just be like oh i'm at this point Do you want to hop in and they can just you know come along so yeah be, be my shava. yeah be my shava, baby yeah
0: um yeah let's get into it
1: Uh, so we have our opening here. Uh, we have this figure in a black robe and a strange mask approaching a, uh, a, a frightened man. Uh, as yeah. we intercut between this scene and a jeep rolling across the savannah uh, with Chris narrating about how Umbrella was dissolved and their weapons ended up in the hands of terrorists. So this is the uh, the Metal Gear Solid Two moment. Yes,
0: yeah, and the strange mask is very reminiscent of a plague doctor mask. Yes. Like you know, pretty evocative. Um, the global pharmaceutical consortium, or pharmaceutical uh, consortium, formed mm-hmm. the BSAA to stop these terrorist hotspots. Um, basically, that's real weird. The idea of like Pfizer, yep, being like there's <laughs> dark aspirin out there. Get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, Chris arrives in the city and meets Sheva, who's his new partner. Um, at the mention of the partner, because <laughs> that's going to be the theme of this, uh, game, he, he has a flashback. Uh, mm-hmm. PTSD flashback about losing a partner, which we'll find out more about that through the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he waves it off. The chef is like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Nothing."
1: He can't hear the yeah. word "partner" without going into full on to flashback. <Yeah>. Like,
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. he's a, he's the a Man- Manchurian beef. He's Manchur- <laughs> hey, hey, you've heard of mongolian beef He's manchurian beef <laughs> you partner chris goes into a blue screen
1: <laughs> yes uh then we also have a sinister man watching from an alleyway he doesn't really factor in it's just an excuse to have a menacing black man looking at looking at our, our main characters
0: <laughs> as if we need an excuse <laughs> um the, so so level uh level one is civilian checkpoint
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh here and this is good i love the way this uh this game opens actually oh yeah right like th- this is a weird thing where it's like so you know you, you walk along um towards uh you know the street to go into this butcher shop to meet our informant but on the way there like this is a really really creepy spot like i understand that i shouldn't be creeped out by a poor African village, but, like, there's a bunch of guys standing around beating something in a sack.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and, and go back to the Resident Evil 4 episode where there were some things in just sacks. Yep. They are moving around, and how that's a very evocative sack-related <laughs> idea for me. <laughs> um, the way everybody side-eyes you and they're just, like, beating a sack, mm-hmm. uh, there's a part where they chase a guy down an alley and you can uh, chase him, you can follow them. Yeah. And they go inside a house, you can't, you know, go in there with them. But this does do a really good, like... Creepy, you're not welcome in town, Insbeth.
1: Yeah, kind of yeah. kind
0: of feel to this,
1: mm-hmm. which is uh, on one hand, it sounds like it is similar to the approach that you make in RE4. This, I mean, this is different. Like you're going through and you're like yeah. talking with people, you, you know, instead of walking into the edge of this village and like maybe seeing a creepy shack before you get to the point where they're uh, you know crucifying bodies uh in the village when the game really starts. Here, like you're walking along in the street and just basically getting a getting a sense of menace that like is coming off of these people saying, hey, you don't belong here. Something mm-hmm. something is bad.
0: And there's something universal about like just yeah. feeling unwelcome in mm-hmm. a space. Um, when we get to our arms dealer at the end, uh he you know asks what we know about something called Ouroboros Um he talks about Doomsday uh and he gives you our weapons. He opens mm-hmm. up a little case and you can pick up your gun.
1: Yes. Knife. Yeah. Um, and we walk in as we roll along on some infected jamming a ball of parasite down some poor guy's throat. And like the mm-hmm. people who did this, they run off. But the guy that they do this to, he gets up and attacks us. This is showing that like things are different here compared to an RE4 where the Plogus had to be injected and then maybe hatch later on. Here it takes place instantly as long as you you can get this thing in somebody's mouth.
0: Yeah. And the one who's doing it has like a gross flower mouth. Yes. Like he has, you know, uh, tentacles coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is our first little bit of combat. Um, as we leave here, um, a bunch of infected kind of storm us. We're meant to run. Mm-hmm. Um, if you kill all these guys, which you can do on New Game Plus really easily, mm-hmm. um, which I, when I revisited this for this uh, episode, I did, um, you get a cool treasure. You get a valuable treasure for nice. uh, sequence breaking. I love it when games reward you for doing something that would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but you retreat into a house, and uh, <laughs> you know this. Every inside every village here, there's like miscellaneous meat being butchered by like a medieval instrument. Yep, <laughs> uh, it feels like. Um, and this uh, this room is no different because there are butchered people and a huge, comically large mega axe.
1: Yeah. We're gonna see what wields this here in the in the next little action section here. But it's just very yeah. funny to see to see the cuts of meat and then this gigantic thing. Like yeah. how how hard would it be to do like a precise cut with this? There has to be a better tool. Like chopping an
0: onion yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> like six men like yeah. holding it at the sides. <laughs>
1: oh geez uh but uh you, you know by passing through these alleys in these buildings so we reach a public square uh where we watch uh an executioner who is just riddled with these spikes execute a man in a turban This is our informant who was talking about uroboros and stuff uh you know she mm-hmm. recognizes them and then the infected the infected rush out to attack us and we get re5's version of the village storming uh from re4 yes. yeah
0: yeah Um, And just the the degree to which this repeats Resident Evil 4's tricks Mm -hmm. uh, and early on is pretty Mm eye-rolly. Like, this is a really fun sequence. Um, You can fortify... This little room. Um, But they eventually will break in even through unexpected areas. Like they'll bust through the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's really cool. And there's kind of a timer if you've been holding people off. Um, Eventually the executioner comes similar to RE4 instead of a chainsaw guy. It's the executioner. Mm -hmm. That's what we have now. There will also be chainsaw guys. Yes. Um, But this guy kills you in one hit or downs you in one hit. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to kill him if you do get a treasure. It's all very standard. Yes. Um, as you kind of run around this village, killing time until a chopper comes and blows open the gate to go to the next area. Um, this is will sound like a nitpick, but it's a, a big downgrade. I think mm-hmm. in Resident Evil Four, all of the ammo and treasure in this area disappear after the enemies after the cutscene. Yep. Um, you cannot. You do not get the "I'm sweeping the area that got cleared for goodies" mm-hmm. feeling. Which is an incredible feeling that I missed very much.
1: Yes. It's like uh, it's like shopping, you know, Christmas Day. Yep.
0: Yeah. And what it led to was the very ridiculous and artificial behavior of me running around, avoiding fighting, making sure I picked up all the stuff.
1: Well, you don't want to miss it.
0: In the village. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to miss it. Like, it's, it's a game about conserving ammo mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. You know, I want all that. Yeah. All those goodies. Um, so that, that was really dumb. But eventually uh, a chopper comes and blows the way out so you can get out.
1: Yes, taking us to 1-2, uh, the public assembly. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we are going through the through these alleys here. This is where we get to kind of our first, like, hey, let's split up partner kind of moments. Um, mm-hmm. Chris, because he is made out of polished mahogany, uh, or what's a wider way than that? Polished oak, uh, let's say. Uh, polished birch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he cannot yeah. climb. He uh, cannot climb. Uh, these broken lighters he has to launch Sheva up into orbit.
0: Throw Sheva up into orbit. <laughs> throw them. Sheva
1: like a javelin. Launch me dragon.
0: Yeah. The, um, so this is uh this is some asymmetrical play if you're playing co-op, which yeah. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Or if you play a new game plus and you choose to play a Sheva. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go and do these parts that are bespoke content. Yeah. That only Sheffa can get to because uh, she is a spear. Mm -hmm. Um, So she gets hoisted up as we're doing this. We hear this radio chatter of other BSAA agents uh, being pinned down and killed. Yes. So things are bad. We're going to go help them. Um, As we do, though, we see a young uh, blonde white woman struggling and screaming for help um, as she's being beset by crowds of crazed uh, black dudes. Yeah. it's not great
2: no um
0: you know like whenever anybody says like oh it's just africa mm-hmm. um the imagery in this is unmistakable and gross the, ha-
1: having her sp- having her specifically be uh, a waifish pale white blonde woman feels like a specific kind of choice that mm-hmm. anybody with a critical eye would say i don't know man yeah <sighs> maybe yeah. go with your second choice on that one but yep. yeah 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 <sighs> but um, we're going to be trying to help her but she's going to get turned of course um mm-hmm. uh, if you picked up a key earlier you can go in and get your first shotgun this is where we you know i started the separation of weapons between uh chris and Sheva. um mm-hmm. i like using shotguns in these games so chris got it mm-hmm.
0: yeah and there's a there's some gamesmanship you can do with that because your ar ar partner has generally really great accuracy mm-hmm. so uh cheva makes a great sniper Yes. You know, uh giving her a sniper rifle, she will miss, she does miss, like there is an AI to it, but she's way less likely to miss. Yeah. And they uh they never miss QTEs. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certain things where you have to shoot a specific part. Mm-hmm. Um, and letting your partner have a good weapon for that means uh easy times. Yes. Um when you eventually reach this uh young woman, she turns I think these are the cephalo's uh, is what she turns into. I think so. Um it's uh basically the you know, the the Plague's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, things but a little tougher yeah um, you know and it whips around it real Resident Evil 4
1: mm-hmm. it's like it's like a big um, pillar of quivering flesh as opposed to being like tentacles that lash around yeah yeah yeah. Um, as we um, proceed further we find out that Alpha Team has been wiped out
0: Yes, Um, and we uh, Irving got away, who the arms dealer guy told us about. We're going to spend a lot of time on Irving. Don't worry.
1: Yep.
2: (laughs) Uh, But
0: right now, when we don't know who Irving is or what he is, it's probably Irving's best time. (laughs) Right. Where it's like, oh, shit, I've heard of Irving. I know Irving by his
1: works as opposed to his accents. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) as opposed to his weird McPoyle features. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, this operation that we were sent on to go get him, it seems like it was a setup. Yeah. Uh, as we get there, and uh, you know, alpha, the Alpha Team guy gives us a disk of data uh, here. Alpha Team has been wiped out; they've been killed, um, or largely killed. Uh, mm-hmm. But we do get this disk of data from the corpse and analyze this right. uh, in this little storage room.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so as that is going, we go down to a basement and uh, we find a troop's body with a key near this kind of a strange blast furnace. When we go to get this, a large monster from the Re Zero collection. Um mm-hmm. it is kind of made of these writhing black leech-like worms. Uh is huge. Kind of chases us into this furnace room. Uh for our first like boss fight that is designed specifically for co-op.
0: Yes. Um pretty, you know, pretty basic mm-hmm. game stuff. Like it's really good of this guy to fight you in a blast furnace.
1: Yeah, very nice of him. You
0: know. Yeah. Uh, like we 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 stun him by dislodging these gas tanks. Uh, to do damage, and the idea is we want to stun him either with a grenade or with bullets when he's in the furnace, and have our partner activate it. Yeah, um, this is difficult solo. It is, yeah. Um, you, you know this doesn't work that well with AI. Nope. Um, you know, y- but you y- can you can manage it.
1: Yeah, you. Can, they're like, there's no remote activation button. Like you can't say activate it now. You just kind of have to hope that they get it.
0: There's a big delay too. Yeah. Like when they, you know, even when you hit it, like the, you have to
1: time it. The, mm-hmm. the doors come, you know, the doors so. have to, yeah, close very slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. um But, you know, it's a nice little proof of concept. Like when I played this, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, co op, boss design. That must have been hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make it look hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but yes right after this we get to a garage right as irving is you know driving off um again with this cloaked masked figure that we have seen before so they are in cahoots
0: yeah um mission command says like hey proceed with the chase you can say are you serious you know uh have you seen what happens when people chase this guy (laughs) yeah and they're like no the mission continues you know we have uh dispatched delta to help you out um you know irving is heading towards the mines follow him yeah and uh chris goes ever get the feeling
2: you're, you're
0: expendable <laughs> and and Sheva says nothing about this right um you know and the uh mission control wants to do this because they need the combat data
1: yeah oh uh, it's the so, only reason they get out of bed in the morning yeah oh, somebody yeah, say
0: data who, which which hand irving like scratches his balls with like the <laughs> like irving combat data uh, we need to get <laughs> icd yeah <Yep>. of course <laughs> okay uh the we go into to two one stage two one the storage facility uh evocatively named <laughs> and this is uh you know again they're just repeating re4 tricks really quick like we find mm-hmm. a machine gun which i ended up giving to sheva just so she could have like a a sidearm yeah thing even though i wish that i had it because i aim for feet mm-hmm. um and as we uh go and cross through this uh this bridge here we go through a container yard which has dog enemies and uh obese Magini guys, yep. who are heavier take more punishment. But as we cross a bridge, a truck barrels down us on us and we have to shoot it. Yes. Um again, just directly from the RE4 mm-hmm. collection.
1: Yeah. you, you, you yeah. blow up the truck before he hits you. Yeah. Don't worry if you okay. die, it'll start you right when you really right when this cutscene begins, because this isn't really the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah, um, and beyond this, we kind of end up in this little sewer canal. We find some bodies that turn into flying God Goddamn, this engine is not made for flying enemies. Mm-mm. But they still do it. Yep. They oh, so much.
0: It. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these aren't great. Luckily, they're fragile, yeah. but they're not great. Um, I ended up playing my AI partner, snipe them mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, there's an interesting quirk of the AI in this, where the AI will choose its weapon based on ammo. Right. Not uh, not weapon. Mm -hmm. type so if you want uh, you know i basically wanted sheva to always be sniping yeah uh when she wasn't doing you know we weren't just fighting rank and file zombies and if i had a problem with the part i would take away everything she had other than the sniper rifle Mm -hmm. uh because she'll never favor that yes uh unless you know something is very very far away
1: you also have a uh, limited amount of control over their tactics like there's either uh attack or cover and that will affect things as well
0: yeah yeah and get over here (laughs)
1: help like whenever
0: the two of you need to kick down a door yes um so uh we get down to this marina i really like the this feels very lived in to Mm -hmm. me this is a great little stage yeah on these little shop carts and stuff and uh it's eerily empty until we shoot a key down from a body on a hook Mm -hmm. and this causes a bunch of wave enemies and we are in the second you know wave-based defense of a village in 15 minutes probably you know something like that uh yeah something ridiculous 20 minutes like it's it's pretty silly
1: yeah um but we have a huge bunch of these enemies and uh we get over the radio this chopper pilot uh aka future dead man named kirk um mm-hmm. says like hey you know I'll, I'll i'll get there and help you so we have to go and meet him halfway yep
0: um so we approach this residential area but the flying plug us down kirk's <laughs> chopper kirk Kirk. Uh Kirk yeah. <laughs> Kirk the the Mike Mike's brother <laughs> command says get to the crash site. Hmm. Um so we get to this first uh section where we're covering our partner which is mm-hmm. again a co-op section. Yeah. She goes into a building across the way and we have to cover her. Right. In that and depending on which player you're playing you get a different experience.
1: Mm-hmm. This is fun. Uh, this is one section that I did do co-op with uh with somebody back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and this introduces our second mini mini boss. Uh, magina um the chainsaw yeah um, magina who as opposed to the the one in re4 which is a big bulky boy Mm -hmm. this is a lanky lad
1: yes and uh commensurately much quicker yes um it feels like um like the instant kill radius on him is wider um Mm -hmm. in comparison it feels like you don't have to be as close to him before he procs his uh i'm gonna chop your head off uh kind of kind of move yeah yeah um, um
0: and this is a long encounter he gets a lot of backup mm-hmm. um you know enemies can kind of just climb over these these walls these uh makeshift walls to get you um and you have to kill him before you can get the key to leave yes. luckily uh this is the exploding barrel district <laughs> so you can you can bait him into walking next to a lot of those yes
1: yeah um so we get to the crash site and uh, we find that the magini have actually found Kirk's dead body and laid it atop a uh tire pyre
0: mm-hmm how i want to go mm-hmm. uh and then a very funny scene happens <laughs> where uh the magini motorcycle gang uh, <laughs> jump over like do wicked you know ollies over the they the do walls. W-
1: they do wicked jumps and circle us
0: <laughs> with chains yep uh you know, like a 50s gang
1: <laughs> right uh
0: and this is full of us being cool badasses and shooting things in the air yeah uh and eventually uh delta team shows up and rescues the sniper rifles and this whole thing is like directed by a sniper rifle written by a sniper rifle like <laughs> the, the, the idea behind this is that this is the coolest shit we've ever seen uh-huh. and we are firmly back in the second half of our e4 code veronica land yes in this shit that, like, I would say early. like
1: the, the specifically the motorcycle stuff and this in particular feels even goofier than latter Re4 and Code Veronica. This feels like it's something that was like pulled from a draft of a script from the Re movies to me. It,
0: uh, man, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to. I, I had a, something I was going to say about that when I was mm-hmm. going into this episode. Is that this whole plot feels like an Re movie? Yes. Like this is the the game on which we cross the lake over to the movie verse. It feels like, <laughs> and this totally feels like it's from like Nemesis or some shit. Yeah you know i don't know that i agree that it's dumber than re4 because <laughs> re4 had a gigantic robotic
1: napoleon that you a had different a different flavor of dumb i would say that is yeah. a more preferable flavor of dumb than this to me
0: that's dumb this is dumb also but badass
1: this is dumb but it thinks it's cool and that is worse yeah.
0: extremely cool <laughs> um, oh geez josh is solid though and yep. he's got that good Afrikaner accent which i love um you know pleasant accent Mm and we've talked about that in other things too i Mm -hmm. don't know if that's problematic to like an accent i do like it
1: um it it, it is weird because josh is voiced by a white guy so yeah
0: it's just a nice accent though yeah yeah
1: um but yeah rescues us with his sniper rifles um and -hmm. he gives us this memory card saying hey there's some data on here uh chris pops it into his little pda and looks through it and notices a picture of jill valentine
0: yeah, uh, who, for people who don't know, was once a partner to the sons. Sorry, Ooh, sends Chris,
2: <laughs> my hair standing on end.
0: <laughs> like, in anyway walks over your grave or it says the word partner. <laughs> um, so this gives him a, a PTSD flashback of a mansion and seeing Jill die right Uh, we this hasn't happened in a game no they decided to make this be a dlc and cutscenes. it's real weird Mm -hmm. because during this whole the first time i played this before i played i only played the dlc this year yeah um way and i was just like man i wanted to
1: play that game yeah that's that seems pretty cool it looks pretty great (laughs) Um, i mean it also has the effect of having an important character who a lot of people like die off screen
0: yeah yeah uh it's not handled super well, right, um, but this is basically your motivation why it's gonna be the two of you versus an entire nation, yeah, um because you have to get to the bottom of the the jill mystery, right,
1: yeah, so we get to two two, which is the train station, um, and we start mm-hmm. out in a rail yard just full of dogs, so many dogs these dogs are
0: these are the worst dogs in the series. I hate it, It's uh, really bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a series of bad dogs these are the worst dogs well it's uh, especially bad here
1: because they can run underneath the uh the the, the box cars
0: yeah yeah and they're they're spry they mm-hmm. dodge like every every time i play this i end up getting on a on a rail car and shooting down at them yes <laughs> you know they stun you they like stun lock you mm-hmm. like the the dogs in resident evil 5 just absolutely suck they no they go. are full of bogus uh, yeah they're not just you know dogs yeah um so we get through this rail yard that takes forever there's also traps here which again just feels like oh we're in the resident evil 4 collection yeah like here's yeah. a series of hallways with exploding mines mm-hmm. um when we get to the non-exploding mines um we get this segment uh this final fantasy crystal chronicle shit <laughs> where one partner has to hold a lantern to shine on the target so uh, the other person can shoot
1: yeah um, um
0: this this is fine yep um you know this is fine
1: yeah fine is what i would say it's inventive like when i played this initially i was like oh that's actually like a really good that's 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 a good you know it was novel at the time i guess sure yeah yeah
0: and and if you're playing this solo i chose to shine the light because my partner wouldn't miss
1: yes as much same
0: and it worked just fine Mm -hmm. like i got through it yeah um it was fun co-op
1: yep so yeah um you escape the mine uh by climbing up this big dig site uh amid a bunch of enemies um you know, kind of trying to stop you from getting into an elevator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you get up to get up that elevator, uh, this is where you find Irving baby.
0: Yep. And <laughs> let's, let's camp out on Irving for a minute. Yeah. Um, how did you, uh, I got a Lovecraftian sense of dread when I found out that, uh, this character model and mocap w- and facial model was based on the voice actor.
1: Um, uh, you that? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, they've done that before. Like they did that with Sheva, right? Like, yeah. The, the the actress who plays I got the role because she used to be a circus acrobat. I have I guess I haven't seen. Yeah. I'm I'm afraid to look at look it up because it might disrupt Alan the recording.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking at him now. Okay. Um, he doesn't look as like it's it. What it feels like is that they drew a like carnival uh, caricature of this this guy. Yeah, uh, you know, and then and and then decided to just like make him in the game. Like he, how how ugly and grotesque can we draw you (laughs) uh and and then like he looks like um in real life he looks like the the middle-aged man who lives with his dad in the tim and eric song
2: yeah okay yeah
0: he's got that weird look to him Uh in the game though he's this like weird like heavy-lidded McPoyle who is constantly like he never walks anywhere he kind of shuffles shoulder first
1: so like th- this is like very ob- this is very obviously salazar like they they wanted to they wanted to re- reheat some of that some of that salazar heat that they had before yeah. right like he's a short guy who primarily communicates by cackling and yeah like he doesn't seem to bend at the knees
0: <laughs> he's way worse than salazar oh 100% i can i cannot like I cannot get over how different and how much worse this is than Salazar.
1: Mom, like, I want Salazar. We have Salazar at home, honey. The Salazar no, at home not, is Irving.
0: Exactly. I want to go to Olive Garden to get unlimited breadsticks, soup, and Salazar. I the so like in his voice is like this. Well, I'm like he. It's, like it's a kid, real New York slice. It, it's like Captain America's little friend. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like Bucky before the war. Yeah. Is kind of, or you know, or like one of the Yancey Street boys. Like in, in a Brooklyn movie where like one of the guys is learning about what it means to be a good fella and he flashes <laughs> back to to his childhood. This is like his little buddy oh you know and like we're gonna make it to california someday (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) that's that's um, all right mr s (laughs) yeah that's okay mr redfield um it's it's like the male version of like the the um like harley quinn voice almost
1: a little bit yeah like it's specifically like a bowery boy kind of thing yeah yeah it's
0: uh it is grotesque and it fills me with disgust Mm -hmm. i i hate this character
1: yep with a passion
0: uh I have no fun. Nope, with Irving, Uh, and I think that uh, if this is what we have instead of Salazar, then we lost a war. He he
1: (laughs) he he is he is like the primary threat until the beginning of the third act. Like you spend so much of this game chasing him down,
0: and it's so weird to have all these characters talk about Irving like he's like big man on campus. Yeah, and I just be like, oh, that guy. (laughs) Like when like we've seen him before this in like brief cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. This like first full dose of is a real shock to the system.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and his characterization, like we're after him because he's supposedly like this terrorist arms dealer, like Plagas Lord, right? Like the BSAA wants him because he has been basically seeding all of these warlords with Plagas. And that is not a good thing. We find out he's part of a broader conspiracy that ultimately goes up to Wesker and Umbrella. Or what remains of Umbrella, rather. But, like, you know, it just, it, it's a big mismatch, let's say.
0: Yeah. It doesn't. And this, his dialogue is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get here, you get into like a Mexican standoff. Yes. And you're like, put down the gun. And then he's like, "Why don't you put down your gun?" You know,
1: yes, that is the basics. Uh, that that yeah. is the uh, agreement that we're under. So we yep.
0: Are you one <laughs> of the fucking weasels from Roger Rabbit? Like, why <laughs> is this happening? <laughs> like, and luckily, this moment before you can summarily execute this twerp, uh-huh. uh, unluckily, the robe stranger throws a gas grenade in and right. rescues Irving yeah so
1: so yeah. He, he lives to he lives to grovel another day or just cackle yeah. or something i don't know whatever he does yeah really bad
0: yeah um we we, we investigate his room uh where he was and we find some documents uh, that he was trying to destroy and it mentioned something about a test case happening a test case happening in an oil field in some marshland so we have to head there
1: yes um oh. and this brings us another kind of co-op section where we're going up this cliffside path um Dealing with a bunch of enemies, uh, first Mm -hmm. taking out some people who are manning machine guns that are mounted, and then eventually you can use those yourself. uh, Mm -hmm. Finding good again, co-op co-op play troops kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, At the end of this, we get our second boss fight. Um, A huge truck kind of cranes at us and is tipped over, um, and this like bat creature, this like big you know bat grub thing, uh, gets released. This is also where they introduce the uh, proximity mines.
1: Yeah, or as Uh, I call them, inventory, inventory chaff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, chips you can exchange for money. Yep. Between (laughs) levels. Um, And this is, uh, Resident Evil 5 has significantly worse boss fights than Resident Evil 4. Um, Every boss is like a big glowing weak spot Mm -hmm. monster. Um, This guy's whole thing is that he uh, crawls around on his belly and that's his only weak spot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and if you stun him or you leave one of these mines under him, he'll flip over on his back and you can shoot him in the belly a bunch.
1: Yes. Uh, you can get him stunned. Like if you're playing co-op, one person can grab his attention while the other gets around behind him to get some shots in because his like mm-hmm. his backside will like kind of like hang up over him like a scorpion or something like that. Um,
0: Exposes his yeah, a little belly yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: like there, there, there's there's multiple ways to do this. If you're playing single player, it is mostly luring him into ambushes on the proximity mines. He doesn't like watch for and avoid those.
0: No, no, he's a real dumb dumb. Yes. Um. So when he dies, a Jeep pulls up and we hop in like, hey, kids, want to make $20 the hard way? And like, like yes, sir. Um, and this, you know, co-op and then also just like video game ass shit. This level uh, two, three Savannah, which is going to be us in the back of this, this Jeep that has two machine guns. And yep. Literally like, you know, don't hold down the fire button. It'll overheat. Like, cool. Okay. Let's go
1: jungle. You know. <laughs> The arcade game <laughs> yep. well, that also was like, it was like a dating game or something like that. It oh. is.
0: It's a dating arcade game. It's about the, um, it's like a, a TA and a nerd and <sighs> testing their compatibility by how well they shoot giant ants and shit. Huh? So, cool uh, it's it's great actually it's like a really good arcade game <laughs> but it is uh it is dumb as hell <laughs> um the
2: uh
0: and that's this uh as the motorcycle gang is back and we have to shoot them
1: yeah motorcycle gang and also like mad max style like battle trucks that are coming up <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yes. it's long it's a very long section uh you don't have an individual health bar you're like dealing with the health bar of the uh of the vehicle that you're on so mm-hmm you know, you can find yourself kind of screwed for health at a checkpoint. It's not on, you can't make it unwinnable, but like, yeah, I died a couple of times just because again, as a problem with going with going solo and you know, it's, it's up to the listener to decide if like, it's worth holding it against the game for that. But like, if I was playing this with somebody else, I could say, okay, you take left, I take right, you know? Yeah.
0: And that would take care of it as, as you just kind of cover where your,
1: where your partner is. Yeah. Your partner isn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, as you're writing, uh, day turns the night, so it's a long drive. Mm-hmm. You reach a town square uh, where we see evidence of this horrible massacre. Um, Shiva says, like, what could have done this? And RE4 coming back, baby. Mm-hmm. A Gigante attacks. Yes. Um, And this is a, a boss fight, except that we can use these turret guns. Yes. So it's a little bit of a twist on the Gigante fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're going to be focusing fire on him. That is your primary way to defend yourself because you can uh, stun his attacks. Like you can interrupt him mm-hmm. uh, before he before he comes in. Uh, this is complicated by the fact that there are other enemies who uh, come along, so you have to deal with them. Like that is primarily what will do damage to you. Uh, you mm-hmm. can um, also defend yourself by uh, succeeding at QTEs to do dodges when he does big swipes yeah it's this a very is,
0: gimmicky shitty boss fight and yeah we, we just had a boss
1: pr- fight like primarily just a big um just a big cinematic almost
0: yeah and and extremely arcade gamey yeah like there's little uh you know parasites on them and chef is like maybe we should try to shoot the parasites <laughs> like, yeah, okay um You know, so once you kill the small ones, the large one erupts, you shoot it. And this just happens three times. uh, Very uninspired. Yes. Uh, After we do this, we see Delta team has gone. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chris says, hey, you know, this was our backup, but I'm continuing on. Right. You know, even if the mission is hopeless, I have to because my old partner is alive.
1: Yeah. And Jeff says, Um, shit, partners? Why didn't you say so? What's
0: that word? I love that
1: word. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) calls her uncle um, hey i found that new word you're <laughs> looking for
0: <laughs> um was like oh yo that's crazy the two of us shouldn't fight all of this nation yeah and uh but i'll, I'll go along with you because you know i know you have to do this
1: and then chris turns around you and know? is like well weren't you about to cut and run like it's in the same conversation <laughs> yeah it's literally like hey i don't think this is a good idea well i'm going anyway well i'll go too weren't you leaving like i'm agreeing it, with you you piece, you moody piece of shit yeah he he's he's a real insecure
0: yeah. asshole in this uh because because he's he just got broken up by it with by uh by yeah. Jill. He didn't yeah. know. <laughs> and this is about passing the torch this whole game is a metaphor for finding a new, you know, <laughs> new new uh new new wife
2: yeah
0: um so now we're like let's go to the trouble zone Um, so we're going into three, one, uh, we hop on a fan boat and, uh, Chris relays the story of what happened to Jill.
1: Right. Um, you know, this was a couple years ago. Uh, they had gotten a tip about the whereabouts of specifically, uh, Spencer, um, Osmond Spencer, one of the founders of umbrella. And they knew that, uh, they would help them find, uh, they would help them find Wesker because obviously the BSAA is interested uh, in Wesker has yeah. a big player in this they arrive um, too late they find Spencer dead on the floor
0: yeah um, uh, and Wesker's there um, they get into you know a big fight here um, Wesker is about to finish off Chris has him a chokehold and Jill tackles him through the window right uh, they fall off a cliff and because they're idiots they're like oh Jill's body was never found she has to be dead right and um, the, just through the law of conservation of details, like we're just like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> uh, um, you know, uh, that that's a bummer. We now know Jill's in the in the story. Yes. Um, and then Shiva relays her backstory as well. Uh, at this time, like it's Vambo mm-hmm. time, so it's time to to do this. Um, she joined the BSAA because her parents died in an accident staged by Umbrella to cover up the development and sale of bioweapons for terrorists. Right. And that's the, her first of two mm-hmm. plot beats.
1: <laughs> right very very right. under sketched, let's say yes yeah
0: um but um again in wireframe mm-hmm. um, i love this level yep uh this the, big wide open you know body of water with little islands mm-hmm.
1: the little mini like the mini dungeons that you go to to get the necessary yeah. pieces yeah
0: yeah, this is a blast mm-hmm. um it's also the place where you can abuse the uh restart system to get money oh yeah um there's there's a the bad guys don't show up until you uh do a certain thing mm-hmm. you can go through and collect a lot of things without running to the bad guys including a rocket launcher yep uh that's on a craft ship and then you can restart sell that and do that until you get some good upgrades yeah which i did because i'm a degenerate gamer yeah i grinded
1: hey they, they 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 put it in the game there you go yep yeah Yep, yep. Um, but this is good. Like there's a main exit that is out there, you know, that is clearly, cl- uh, clearly marked. You need to find these plates, uh, to get all mm-hmm. these and you fan boat around mm-hmm. to these mini dungeons. Um, you know, and there's like a good amount of variety to these. Do we want to talk about what's bad about this?
0: Oh yeah. Um, I think we should. So this is rural, a rural part of this, uh, this country, uh, in this continent. Mm-hmm. And the idea here is that, uh, we find an, a lore note, um, that explains this, uh, that everyone here is throwing spears and in war paint and headdresses and stuff. Um, and the reason, you know, Capcom's, like, explanation for this that will make us ashamed of our words and deeds mm-hmm. is that getting infected by the Plagas makes everybody dress up like their ancestor.
1: It causes, like, a cultural reversion.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, turns them in, you know, so a cultural reversion. You know, when he's succumbing to this thing, uh, he talks about he's like feels good, scream stop, looks fun, I want to kill. Mm-hmm. The implication here that these people, when they go back to their ancestors, become bloodthirsty murderers. Yes. Uh also isn't good, Capcom.
1: They're making kind of like they're inadvertently making uh like a racial essentialist argument that is kind of mm-hmm. straight out of the Turner diaries. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, this is this this part of the game is
0: uh is definitely like Crowder approved. You know, yeah. uh in terms of the, the kind of race science behind this. And this is even putting aside the optics of you just shooting a bunch of people in, you know, tribal gear. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it sucks. It mm-hmm. feels bad. The wireframe of it is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, these are f- interesting enemies to fight, but you know, they the the spear Magini have different moves. Like they do uh these hunter esque leaps, mm-hmm. like Left For Dead style. Yep. Um that you can dodge. It's pretty neat. Yep. But boy, is it
1: queasy yes, so it, it uh, it's uncomfortable, and this yeah. is present for the majority of the rest of the game, like eventually you get back to more industrial settings, like you're out outside of the place where specifically like this tribe that wasn't that was um uh experimented on by Tricell and umbrella um like you, you like you get away from where they are, but you're going to be dealing dealing with them for a long time, yes, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Anyway. Great. Yeah. So just when we talk about on the combat is understand that there is a patina of this just kind of discomfort all around it.
0: Yeah. You have to go into wireframe.
1: Yeah. With
2: it.
0: Um, the end of this has this huge uh, melee with a bunch of enemies. And there are two huge guys with these big ornate addresses that uh, basically act as armor. Mm hmm. Um, they've also been setting traps. There's a soldier body in the middle of this arena, uh, with a Magnum. And if you grab it, spikes <laughs> pop up and guys with flaming crossbows. That is so good. Uh, yeah, it's a good trap. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you have to get up, get out? Very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, at the end of this, this is where you find the diary from the young villager, uh, every mm-hmm. and pretty much every RE game or most of them has chased after the itchy tasty, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and never quite achieved it. Yeah. So. Uh, including the dlc for this which just recreates it well it just, just it's just the same thing
2: it's just,
0: it's yeah, exactly
1: it's that, just that text that,
0: that that book just gets around yeah you know it, how did that survive how did that survived the self-destruct uh, oh my god you you haven't read a song of ice and fire you have to borrow my copy and it's just this like four-page diary oh god that everyone's chasing around
1: um
0: but you you get through this uh eventually getting to uh stage three two execution grounds yes
1: yeah um so we reach this stake um uh and it's a like it's a, it's a whole village like a like a still village well, like similar to what you what you found um in re4 right mm-hmm. uh and we get there just in time to watch a troop be fed to an alligator by a village leader yes. um uh, warning us
0: that's gator country
1: yep uh, to get out of here, like one partner has to ride on this raft and dodge gator attacks with QTEs, while the other partner turns the crank in order to move the raft along.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there are advantages to having your AI partner do any of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AI partner will always succeed at QTEs, but also your AI partner turns the crank way faster. Yes, so it'll be over quicker if you let her do that. Um, once you get to the end, you press this button to lower the bridge to get out. Um, and as we go further in, we find this group of tents with the tricell marking on right. it. Uh, Chris remarks, the tricell helps fund the BSAA and they shouldn't have tents here. Uh-huh. dun! done, done.
1: <laughs> what if tricell is bad? Yes.
0: <laughs> um, how long do we have before the BSAA is like absolutely compromised cuz we already have like blue umbrella and red umbrella.
1: I think I think like, that's why we have blue these, umbrella. I think that I think the BSAA got compromised and that's why we have uh that's why I have blue umbrella.
2: Fuck man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like it's it's not the cool part of the lore everybody. Nope. Like the, the the tax shelters that the all these companies are setting up is not the cool part. Yeah. Like <sighs> um
1: <yeah. laughs> so uh inside of one of these tents and this is obviously like it's modern like this is like military mm-hmm. tents that are the, that are set up here um you find these research notes about how they developed this type 3 plaga uh kind of a step towards making this perfectly subservient super soldier which was kind of the purpose all along of these bows mm-hmm. um this is what we saw them injecting, uh, or th- this is what they ended up injecting into the villagers uh, that, that we, you know, passed through. Like, they took everybody, gave them this inoculation, saying, hey, this will protect you from diseases. And, the you know, this ended up killing the women and children, leaving only the men. And that's, like, playing on an actual thing that has happened. Look up stories yeah. about, like, the ways that inoculation programs have been used, specifically in, like, Pakistan, to, uh, you know, as, like, CIA fronts to, like, fuck people over. Uh, So, like, they are telling a story about Western powers coming in and taking advantage of this population, but they're doing it in a really bad way.
0: Instead of them just dying, they turn into witch doctors. Yes. So, like, you know, it's like it it kind of undercuts the tragedy a little Little bit. bit. Yeah. Um, so you pass through these gates into this oil field and the walkway, uh, here is blocked by these gouts of flame. So we kind of go like, this is a weird little puzzle box yeah. room where we have to use uh one way zip lines mm-hmm. and, uh, ladders and stuff to get these valve handles to turn off the jets. And as we do so, chainsaw men come out and chase us, yeah. uh, during this. Um, I love making them deal with a zip line, uh-huh. uh, cause they just kind of stand and wait for your partner to use it and you just shoot them in the head. Uh, feels good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one at a time zip line, which is true in real life. like, you can't, you know, I know I brought my own zip, (laughs) like, you know, and and, and nobody's doing that. You don't pocket zip. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a really fun arena, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, these are the fun fight. Mm -hmm.
1: Agreed. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, you turn off all these valves and then this lets you, uh, proceed deeper in, uh, you find Josh again and he is super angry to learn that his team is dead and that we didn't retreat like, oh, my yep. God, you idiots. Uh, yep. y- you should not be here. And he says, yeah, Irving's plan is to blow up this whole oil field to destroy the evidence of what he did.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you say partner. He's like, oh, OK, that's why. Oh, yeah. yeah
1: okay, OK, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, why didn't you say so? Um, we had to protect him for a little while while he worked some terminals to get the doors open. Um, again, just the defense. So this is more linear um and less open there are more like hallways and mm-hmm. ladders and choke points um so it's a little bit easier but also you have to make sure you don't get cornered
1: yeah yeah uh, here they they throw um, in ladders uh, and stuff here that ended up being uh like good bottlenecks i like that a lot
0: yeah yeah i do too um it's a minor variation on the re4 defense section yes. um you get to these docks and the cloaked figure uh jumps off of irving's vote boat uh, while well, he gets ready to make his escape mm-hmm. and uh he says you know he's just in time for the fireworks show <laughs> boom <laughs> uh and and joshua looks at him like there's never been a more deadly man in africa <laughs> like this is this is the, i'm i'm scared shitless guys <laughs> like,
2: i don't know how just, to deal with this <laughs> yeah
3: like
0: um yeah. So Joshua is at the other end of the dock and he has a boat of his own. So mm-hmm. we have to reach him as enemies flood in. There's a yep. two minute timer to uh to chase down the boat. Mm-hmm.
1: This is good. I, I like this yeah. uh time to escape thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And when you reach it there, the tricell oil facility goes up in flames. Yes. Yeah,
0: dun dun dun. No <laughs> more evidence. Uh, this introduces us to the oil fields. Um, you know, as we ride the boat downriver, uh, genie and boats chase us, so we have to uh, shoot them down mm-hmm. um, as we're riding, and then get out and open these gates. Right. Um, this is fun. There's a little bit of that like mini dungeon mm-hmm. flavor. There's a couple places like you can get to yep. uh, that are a little off the beaten path for treasure. This feels fun. Yeah. Um, when you reach this inlet, uh, you almost crash into Irving's ship,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, we have we see this flashback here um of this cloaked figure uh demanding that irving kill chris and sheva Mm
3: -hmm.
0: um and he looks to a uh, syringe full of red liquid and he's
2: like hey Um, my secret weapon
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, because we've caught his ship he's cornered so he's going to inject himself in resident evil fashion and become a big monster
2: yes
1: uh he didn't get the good stuff uh, that turned him into the uh, non—I the, the, forget. There, there, there's like a, an actual line between like the different types of Plagas. He didn't get the one that let him remain, remain human. This is where he turns into the big like leviathan or whatever. Um, you know, transforming, mm-hmm. uh, grows these huge tentacles and gets in the water. And this is where he emerges with his basically his head attached to this big tumor body. Says the famous line: "I just had an extreme makeover." <laughs> yeah.
2: Remember uh, that show? Worst.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That show that was I, on. I,
0: yeah. And he's really banking on Chris knowing it. Yeah. Like what if it switched to Chris and he like talked us in and went like, never miss an episode.
1: <laughs> you he's know, actually, and
0: like sticks uh, a clipping.
1: You keep Ty Pennington <laughs> out of this.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. who's Ty pennington i'll tell you she was my partner yeah next um, time we're on a fan boat
1: <laughs> yeah, like,
0: uh it's just it's just it's really bad it it reminds me of in terms of bad lines it's in the like storm from x-men one oh like shit. what happens if a toad gets struck by lightning mm-hmm. kind of hall of fame to me
1: Yeah, uh
0: yeah it's horrible uh I hate
1: it. <sighs> yeah and again separate and distinct from your right hand comes off Which is meant to be funny,
0: yeah, and is them having little weird, you know, kind of goofy, flirty moments of teasing each other like school kids. Yeah, them trying to recapture that energy is pathetic. This feels like a little kid dressed up as his dad
1: (laughs) uh, to me. Like, they really can't can't walk too fast because the shoes are too big.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shoes too big. Can't walk so fast. Like, <laughs> this, and it it introduces like a really like I don't like this uh, battle very much. No, no. This like set piece battle versus um, you know, <laughs> it, it feels like they're trying to top themselves by making the the you know, the monsters like even bigger. And yeah. This one's basically a Pacific Rim like tentacle underwater yeah it's underwater
1: it's a it's it's a kaiju but most like most of what it can do because they can't just have it instantly kill you because that would suck is like what if there was a tentacle that could just knock you down whenever it wanted and you have to watch your character stand back up like that's pretty much the the experience of this fight is there's not much you can do about getting knocked over i hope your partner can cover you until you get back up
0: yeah as he kind of circles the boat, which has a uh, rocket launchers mounted on the front and machine guns on the rear. Um, you shoot him from a distance, do damage and draw him in. Uh, the tentacles rise up. Uh, you shoot the thick parts of the tentacles to break them off. And mm-hmm. then eventually, like, he opens his weak point. Yes. You know, his pod opens and mm-hmm. you shoot him with bullets.
1: Yeah. Uh, this lasts for a long time. Like, it is the majority of this chapter. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking like a 15-minute boss fight, which is a long time.
0: Really long time. Um, When you do enough damage to Irving in the pod, the pod is deposited on the the ship. Um, He's dying, and he's basically doing villain like you don't actually know anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he mentions in his dying breath, like, damn, Excella, I guess I wasn't worth the good stuff. You know, he didn't get the good uh, red thing mm-hmm. um and you talk to him he's like you fools you know the balance of the world is changing you're oblivious to it yes you were a boros project's gonna change everything and again in x-men one dna uh <laughs> the plan is very similar yeah to just putting a, a giant crystal in the statue of liberty and turning everyone into a mutant <laughs> and most people dying <laughs> Yeah, uh it this is a lot of parallels with x-men one
1: <laughs> <laughs> which isn't the good x-men movie it's not the worst one yeah but
0: now it's it's uh the top of the bottom third maybe mm. um the uh and when you you know you you just point your gun at him and do Chris make Chris grunts <laughs> and he eventually uh learned your name, and he laughs, he won't say anymore
1: yeah, um because he's heard of Chris yes, and then he dissolves, taking his answers with him,
0: mm-hmm uh taking us to uh chapter four, one, the caves
1: so our boat, we put her into this little cave cove. And we see the uh Roadwoman's escape boat. She is docked here. So Josh is gonna go uh try and lobby HQ for more backup while we continue pursuit.
0: We can only send two people at the after this or two groups after this <laughs> army. Like well, I don't know why he has to lobby HQ. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, send in an army. They have a bunch of monsters. Yeah. Well they've they've um, lost
1: four <laughs> units already or something. <laughs> That's
0: send them all in at once, you idiots. Yeah. Um so as we walk into the caves, uh, Sheva says that Irving said the name Excella. Yeah. Because if you're sad that like our our really bad antagonist is gone, don't worry. <laughs> um, and and she says, "Oh, Excella, that's the name of the head of Tricell's Africa division."
1: Hmm. Is Tricell hmm. bad? Are they involved in this? Say it ain't Good. so. We saw your tents. It could be. Anybody you know, can put up those tents. It's true. It's a false flag,
0: <laughs> false tent operation. Um, the caves give way to like a bunch of ruins right uh which uh these are flooded with these kind of uh, mutated spider creatures that in from you know. the ground um which are fine-ish uh, uh, i wish but- that
1: their primary function wasn't to get you in a grab attack and stop you from moving
0: yeah it feels like a uh, co-op bait Yep, you know your partner can knock them off of you um and the caves go, you know these caves are in you know eventually uh we go deeper into these ruins and there are more of these tribal Magini who live here mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh and we weech, we 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 reach we reach a room uh with these huge round, kind of like metal boulders I, I don't know what these what what these serve. so these are like yeah temple or th- these are like legends of the hidden temple traps if legends of the hidden temple had a body count big metal boulders that roll through fire and it's there's nothing inside them that keeps them moving. They just keep going, and so like one person has to turn this wheel to open a door at the far end to get through. To, you know, while well, well, the partner can get through it before it closes. However, you have to dodge these things that you can't really do anything about as they bounce around they, chaotically.
0: They're really similar to those cage balls from American Gladiators, yes, but with no American Gladiator within, right? Invisible
1: you know? gladiators.
0: Invisible gladiators. Redfield is a good name for a gladiator. It is. Um, as we get through this, we do a QTE section where we dash through this hallway of collapsing pillars and falling statues, including an ending thing where we dive over each other. Yep. Uh, simu dive as ways only partners can do. Yep. Um, and get to this very long section where Sheva and uh, your character had to pull on these chains uh, on these statues in this really really big chamber mm-hmm. to align these stairs, um, yeah. opening up a path upwards towards this pyramid.
1: Right um there's not too much combat in this like when you pull one of the big gold chains like some Mm -hmm. enemies come out ultimately kind of culminating in another bat demon that is an it's an optional fight like you can Mm -hmm. either deal with it down on the ground or you can just run up and there's a cinematic where it gets crushed by a gate as it tries to chase you you know
0: you get That's a treasure fun. if you kill it. Yes. Um, we get a cutscene where Excella injects Wesker with something. We mm-hmm. don't know what yet. We'll find out later. And she kind of starts hitting on him. Uh, we should talk about Excella. Yes. Um, Excella is a like discredited Bond villainess. Like, yeah. This, this is you know really big James Bond femme fatale energy.
1: She she is um, coded like she a comic book like French aristocrat lady.
0: Yes. Uh, with big ridiculous boobs Mm -hmm. um and just drawn really something for daddy
1: yes yeah uh and she is working with wesker and this is our first time that we've seen wesker um you know i forget if he has been alluded to before uh she wants to serve at wesker's right hand in this new world that he is creating and like uh that's not going to work out for you lady (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's a bad partner. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, the road figure walks in, uh, says the BSAA have arrived. Um, the voice is familiar. Mm-hmm. Axel leaves with her. And right. Wesker flashes back, getting flashbacks even for the villains, mm-hmm. uh, to murdering Spencer yes. um, in the mansion. Um, we've seen this scene before where Chris and Jill showed up. Um, Spencer's talking about using the progenitor virus to create a new race of men for him to rule over.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and we're gonna find out i mean like wesker wesker is one of many weskers uh he is uh he's, he's an experiment like not necessarily yeah. a clone but close enough as it goes yes um and yeah. like that are the live action resident evil netflix series that's coming like stars two of the two of the other weskers we so fucking dumb yeah <laughs> don't get excited Literally,
0: about yeah. that yeah um so the camera pulls back and wesker reflecting on his past uh mm-hmm. to reveal that he has all these missile warheads that are marked ouroboros Yeah. it's courteous of them to mark what's inside the missiles yep uh just just so you can read to, it as
1: it flies toward you
0: yeah oh okay yeah <laughs> the mark the oh. um so this goes into a 4-2 worship area mm-hmm. um which is uh begins as this kind of like large maze level um with again these like gigantic <laughs> sunbeam uh traps lasers yeah that shoot down
1: yeah it's like people people are manning them and really it's just like a cascading damage area that goes down these hallways you have to like time your runs between the safe areas to, to get down mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: um Uh, and then we get to this uh this series of three chambers where we do these light redirection puzzles with like pretty easy enemies and light enemies Mm -hmm. um so just like it's the puzzle section and the puzzle section is also the indiana jones section right uh, of this game
1: yeah uh like the wrinkle on the light redirection is that you cannot walk through the beam or else you'll catch fire and die So, Mm -hmm. that at the very least is something that other, most other, you know, games that use that, uh, use that trope, they don't, they don't do it that way. So, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm bright siding this section, Gary.
0: Yeah. No, it's not bad. (laughs) It's like a nice break in the pace. True. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once we do, though, we reach this ominous chamber, the stairway of the sun.
1: Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we go in. It is like this short little pyramid. Uh, the you know that is terraced with dirt and it is growing these rotten looking flowers that kind of glow in the meager light and there are bugs that are swarming around them. Um, and so this obviously cannot be good. Chris looks over at some gear uh, it's like an overgrown object uh, and he goes to brush off some of the moss or whatever and sees, oh shit there's an umbrella logo here and there's some tricell gear. Uh, turns out yeah. All right. So is umbrella, but also like this is where Umbrella got their start. Hmm. It's where they got their groove back. We're back to the beginning, baby.
2: Mm-hmm. How Umbrella got umbrella her groove origins. back. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh,
0: um. You know, this is uh this is Umbrella Origins. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. And we go to uh five one. This is a great set piece too. This I
1: like cool. this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and this goes to five one Underground Garden. Mm-hmm. uh Which is a lot of exposition here initially, and kind of learning what they were doing here in this uh early research lab,
1: yes, and you're finding these logs uh that were written by basically like an uncredited umbrella founder who they just mm-hmm. deposited here, they basically like sent him to send him to Siberia. Um, but his mm-hmm. name is Brandon. Um, and the first one like dates back to 1966 and 1967. It was him, Marcus, uh, leech guy from RE0, and and Spencer. Uh, when they were safariing in Africa, they found this flower that, according to local, the local tribe, the Indapaya, like those, the people that we were fighting, their local legend said that, oh, people who eat this, they would grow, they would go, grow strong, like into these super soldiers, but they would die afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so Marcus discovered that the flower uh, grown there could alter the DNA. That legend mm-hmm. was true. They called the virus the progenitor and tried to cultivate it in these various conditions in America. But the flowers would not contain the virus. Right. That were grown, um, and this is what uh, inspired Spencer to start Umbrella.
1: Right. Um, so a second log that we find as we're going through, like it, it's actually it's kind of neat because as you go, the facility gets more um, elaborate and more modern. Um, mm-hmm. But you find a second log here saying, like, yeah, Spencer and Umbrella, they chased the Indipaya people off of their land and started building this research facility. Brandon is the one who stayed behind to continue extracting these samples to send off to Marcus uh, at the training facility, uh, where they were both doing research and also uh, training Umbrella managers. Like, that's the program that Wesker and Birkin went through. Again, RE0 mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Good. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, uh, they, you know, they formulate, they use this stuff to formulate the T-virus, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. As we head into this more modern part of the facility, uh, we see a liquor mm-hmm. dash across the ceiling. Uh-oh. That's a legacy Resident Evil enemy that we haven't done in this engine. Right. So kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a tricell terminal we read that has a journal by one of the researchers named Miguel. It uh, talks about how they need the progenitor virus in addition to the T-virus, G-virus, and T-Veronica virus samples they already have. And the mm-hmm. Uh So it's a real. Going to mix them,
1: them all light. up in one big pot.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they got they got a lot of irons in that fire. Yes, so.
1: but yeah uh miguel he's you know other logs reveal that everybody who works with him hates him uh but uh he despises the fact that they are uh forced to you know alongside this research they're doing uh manufacture liquors saying like yeah they're Mm -hmm. an evolutionary dead end you can't make them see anything like we made them smell a little better (laughs) yeah (laughs) not like gave them the ability to smell more, not made them less stinky. Um, but yeah. yeah, like we have to make these to sell them because that's like our cash crop.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and we go through this like facility that is covered with these slash marks and bloodstains. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can see this liquor country. This is where they were growing the liquors to sell and feeding them these caged animals. Yes. Uh, and we fight some liquors mm-hmm. uh, in this engine, which is fun and new. Uh, yeah. They basically behave the same way, um, you know, but it's a little bit fun to be able to aim. Yeah, and uh, you know, as you move through, they still react to sound. They are blind, mm-hmm. so there's a door you can open. If you open it too loud, you get a bunch of them. Uh, you activate a, just a huge.
1: Swarm <laughs> just of them. They break out of their chambers. I don't think you're supposed yeah. to survive that, but like I, I just dashed and ma- button mashed to get into the elevator to get out. It was a fun scene. Um, yeah. The liquors act a little bit like uh, the smokers from uh, Left for Dead. Like they will use their tongue to hold your uh, to hold your partner in place, so you end up having to mm-hmm. free them. Uh, It's a little bit of an emergency as it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you do get out uh, whether or not you free all of them (laughs) and you reach uh, the silo from the pictures. Like you find a, like a missile silo uh, that is surrounded by all of these pods, these pods that contain uh, research subjects. Basically they've been going and kidnapping people to, uh, to, Mm -hmm. you know, to run experiments on them. Like one of them opens and it reveals this like a withered corpse that falls out into this uh into this pit chris Mm -hmm. figures this must be where they're keeping jill
0: yep it is like a bottomless pit like we are now so firmly into super science like it is ridiculous It's like (laughs) a vendor's pit yeah they're in um you look up jill on the computer and you find that there's a file on her uh Mm -hmm. she looks like jill except she has blonde hair um he tries to call up that pod but it's empty right um and we get a boss fight yeah Um, a big spider comes up on this platform I don't know what this
1: guy's story is. I, I don't know uh, like why he's here. Why does he attack yep. us? There's no yep. document about him. Um, yep. Like the like the other one was delivered initially in a truck. So like yes, this was a bow that they were making. Like it was deployed at us intentionally. Uh, the spider though, he's just living in the big pit. Maybe feeding off of the bodies that drop down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just another co-op boss fight. Like he has he's How exposed
0: bodies. That? fall down. Like uh, how often you know. the bodies fall down in there? Like it's so weird. Uh it was a pretty slapdash operation. Is, <laughs> yeah. There's a surface there's a satellite uh surface to or sky to surface uh orbital you know helios cannon on the <laughs> on the last ship of yep. this for no reason. Uh-huh. Like this is not a game that is concerned with gun- dungeon ecology yes. at all.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so this fight, uh, it's again like it's basically very, very similar to um, the uh, the Irving fight. Insofar as the primary threat that this offers is to knock you down, um, mm-hmm. but what you're doing is like you're uh, shooting the exposed muscle points on its legs in order to make it drop and open its mouth parts so you can shoot at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: weakness, and yeah. Uh, it will release these kind of bugs from its crotch, its babies, which you can kill and they drop mm-hmm. ammo. So yes. if you run out of ammo um so uh after we we inspect jill's empty pod excella shows up on the monitor to taunt us yeah um you know she will not tell us where jill's at uh so we continue through the facility into the experimental facility all the things <laughs> we've seen so far were pretty you know de rigueur yes uh, this is where they're doing experiments yeah this is
1: where they're out on the edge
0: <laughs> yeah as opposed to just the rote spider tower yes though everybody learns in the first year of med school <laughs>
1: uh so the opening of this is a few combat arenas like this is we're kind of in the military area so this is like when you get Mm -hmm. to Krauser's island in re4 you're fighting against soldier magini um you know doing cover uh cover shooting against them in an engine that is not really lent it doesn't lend itself to Mm -mm. that Yeah. Mm yeah um
0: you get into this elevator and we hear a radio transmission uh intercepted between excel and wesker Um, and this is where chris learns that wesker is still alive yeah (laughs) and you know this time it's personal Mm -hmm. um there's a long hallway we have to go through with liquors crawling on the ceiling and floor and they basically act as like spikes yeah you know like you can fight them but you can also just sneak by them and they just go in circles and you (laughs) know like like those uh wands of fire in mario Mm one
1: so for as goofy as it is i also like how tense it is like they can get pretty close to you um before they actually aggro so i managed to get out of this unscathed but it felt like there were a lot of close calls
0: mm-hmm. yeah um and the next area goes into this zone with conveyor belts yeah, ground level, uh, you know the belts have these crates that provide cover but there are explosive barrels up above and there are also corpses on these mm-hmm.
1: um, these Who corpses will animate and grab you yeah
0: yeah uh so it's kind of cool like there's a variety of hazards mm-hmm. that are kind of moving through
1: yeah uh, this is in addition to the, you know, the regular Virginia that you've been fighting the, you know, the way that they make them tougher is they start throwing them in with, um, metal helmets at first, mm-hmm. uh, and then ones with metal shields. And some of them actually have like stun batons that will do a devastating amount of damage to you. If they get up yes. and, uh, attack from close, close up. Yep.
0: Um, we get a little, uh, preview. We find a note about a creature called the Reaper. Um, it's taken up residence in one of the Ouroboros loading facilities. We probably shouldn't go in there, but nope. of course we have to. ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where they stick Ouroboros into missiles.
1: Yes. Loaded up with that virus that turns people into weird leech monsters. Uh, And this is where the Reaper attacks. Uh, It emerges Mm -hmm. from a cocoon on the ceiling. Like, I like the creepy area. Uh, Cover Mm -hmm. with, like, their webbing and stuff like that. Like, that's cool. That is the only good thing about them. I fucking hate the Reapers, Gary. Yeah, it's a really shitty enemy. It's really bad. Uh, Do not punish me with with instant death. They, like, you know, they move quicker than the uh, Chainsaw Guys. And their uh, instant death attack, which is basically a death hug, procs like instantly. And with the movement system in this, there's really no way to get out of the way. Like there's not even a QTE prompt to uh, to, to stop it from happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're also like, it's Resident Evil 5's trick. Like they just have a big glowing weak spot on their belly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, like, a, a gummier area you can shoot. Yes. And if you don't hit that, you don't stun them, and it's difficult to, like, they're really, these guys are designed around having you and your partner both focusing fire.
1: Yes. So
0: one of you can get it. And if your partner is an AI, this can be really frustrating. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Like, 80
0: I don't, I'm not against, like, an instant death in general in Resident Evil games. Like, a lot of the enemies I like do this. Mm-hmm. Um, But this, I agree, this is probably the most frustrating. Yeah. Of the instant death, like,
1: hunter class. Yeah. Resident Evil Monsters. I just I die I died so much of these things in a way that yeah. felt like it was not my fault. And I that's not normally yeah. what I go to. They suck. Yes. So yeah. Uh so we get to a very deep portion of the lab here. Uh, we get a cutscene. We see like these worm like creatures in these tanks. Um, you know, we have seen these before. Like this is what we fought back at the blast, blast furnace. Uh Xela taunts us from this control room and says, like, hey, if you want Uroboros, here it is. Then she sicks her Uroboros zombie on us
0: yes uh in a like a, a red barrel filled flame thrower charging room yep <laughs> uh, again the like worst possible funny.
1: place to deploy it yeah <laughs> activate the um, slow moving dipping machine <laughs> literally this yeah
0: um yeah uh you know she explains like oh we're not just selling herb to terrorists this is a philosopher's stone that will force evolution and kill the unworthy yeah. thus shunting resident evil plots from a relatable commercial kind of interesting thing <laughs> yeah. to just garbage. Yes. Um, so we this is very similar to the one we wiped out in the flame chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bigger, it's tougher. Um, it has like it's kind of like venom.
2: Yeah, uh, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He like, he he stretches his arms out uh, like the bander snatches and stuff, and uh, we need to blow those arms off by lighting it on fire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and we can do so. There's a flamethrower. Which we can get and then recharge. Uh we can also use flame grenades.
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah. This took me a couple of tries. It's difficult. Like it it feels like a good um it feels like a good uh let's say one up on the previous uh boss mm-hmm. boss. I wouldn't want to do more of this.
0: No. And and in the terms of Resident Evil 5 bosses, it's all right. Yes. You know, but it, this is a bad game for boss fights mm-hmm. in general. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So let uh, After we kill it, uh, we go to five three Uroboros Research Facility,
1: mm-hmm. um, which seems to apply to all of this. But who am I to say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it seems like your main thing here. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So there's a set of instructions here uh, for using the Uroboros virus. Uh, and they say, like, yeah, if it rejects a person's DNA, what you're going to see is a bunch of leech-like pustules that uh, erupt, consume the host, and then start going after anything else that lives in order in order to like bulk up its biomass. Which is the first mm-hmm. time that Resident Evil has ever accounted for biomass, which is fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, because generally things
1: just get bigger. Yes, they just grow mass from nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or they and when get it, less
0: dense. And we (laughs) haven't really considered the the idea of standing a hollow Birkin.
1: You know, we stand a hollow Birkin. Oh god, the hollow Birkin theory.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but Birkin could be like one of those chocolate Easter bunnies.
1: Oh god, I hate those. Just, just, just um, a just a nightmare, a disappointment. That was like, that was when I stopped. I like that's when I stopped believing in God. I was at, like it was like a church, like Easter thing, <laughs> and like I worked really hard to like win a like like win a little contest to get a to get to get a chocolate Easter bunny. I'm like seven, and I get it, and I hold it, and I open it up, and I take a bite out of the ears because you always eat the ears first. They're hollow, and I'm like. <sighs> that the, 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 the god's throne is empty gary god's throne is it, empty
0: <laughs> it's a weird thing about those uh easter easter chocolate bunnies because the solid ones are also a nightmare well yeah because they're like, not made out of good to, chocolate like, <laughs> creep your teeth across them to, like, yep. just just harvest a little bit of chocolate you yep. <laughs> know like you can't eat them in one sitting so you just have this like gross partially chewed
1: yeah like just like, like bunny half, with
0: teeth marks all over it ha-
1: half know? halfway like wrapped up because the foil never closes entirely yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah easter it's funny fucking gross dude yeah no good um
1: <laughs> anyway uh so that's the that's what happens when it unsuccessfully assimilates uh, you know turns into mm-hmm. the leech monsters we've seen the successful assimilation they haven't seen it they don't describe it all that they say is contact your manager to let them know that it yep. happens
0: <laughs> we're hopeful yep um you know everybody we fed cyanide to has died <laughs> uh-huh. but maybe one won't maybe um so these are, uh, as we move through here, these are the walkway uh, where there are Reavers, there are Arne Magini, there are these cover elements. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, I think this is where the Magini with the uh, rocket launchers show up.
1: It's hereabouts, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those are a big deal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so lots of instant death uh, here yeah. as we kind of move from cover point to cover point. Right. We're trying to make it. Um, this is where I ended up using a lot of uh, flash grenades. Mm-hmm. Um, which have a surprising range. Yeah. And end up buying me time to make up for my AI partner.
1: Well, especially to get from cover to cover. Yeah. 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 <sighs> um, we find another file here about uh how they prevent information leaks. Uh the way that they do this is they gather up researchers, gas them, shoot them, and then burn them in the furnaces. Which sounds less yeah. like an information control policy and more like just murder, but Yeah. Yeah, efficient. Yeah.
0: Um, so you have to send these uh, moving platforms back and forth uh, to get across. And enemies will shoot you while you do this in rocket launchers. Um, you want to snipe them or let your partner snipe them. Yeah. If possible. Um, the, uh, inside, we get this other specimen solo. Um, we have to fight off these enemies as the platform rises. Mm-hmm. Um, people, the platform will not continue. Mm -hmm. until the people on these little terminals on the side will get killed and there can just be one like this game does not do a good job of telling you what direction you're being shot from yes uh which is real classic video game stuff Mm -hmm. um you know you put a little red marker or something yep or even just an arrow but as is like many times this elevator gets stuck and i could not figure out who it was waiting for me to kill
1: yes well also like you're you're not really shooting it that far above you or below you on this. Mm-hmm. And the, and, you know, the things that are shooting at you might be very, very high above you.
0: Yes. Yeah. Pretty frustrating.
1: Yeah. Uh, this gives away to a section that I that gave me fits. I don't know if this uh, if, if this bugged you as much. Uh, the, this took the, me many tries. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we're getting back kind of into ruins. Like, we're going out of the back of the labs here. You know, back into, like, into Paya territory. Uh, but, uh, like, you know, to get forward, uh, you have to lower this bridge. And to get there to like get to get to the little control house one person needs to go up this elevator and make their way around this big balcony that has liquors crawling all over it and as you pass certain points uh liquor more liquors will like flood in behind you uh they make Mm -hmm. it look like this is another one of those sections that you can um uh get through without aggroing them like okay Mm liquors are stealth enemies i can just you know Just sneak by them. No, not really. Like, you need to actually hurry as much as you can, get to the end, and push this barricade out of the way, and hope that your Mm -hmm. partner will, uh, you know, cover you.
0: Yeah. Uh, And either way, sending the partner or going yourself are both very difficult. Yes. Um, I died both ways.
1: Yeah. uh, Um, I I ended up dying most um, when I opened up the uh, little, like, bridge control room at the end, because AI Sheva would just dash inside of there. Uh, As the liquors that were behind me poured through the ceiling and killed her, like there was nothing Mm -hmm. I could do to keep her out.
0: Yeah. Bummer. Yeah, Uh, yeah, this sucks. Um, You get to a room with Excella and you you demand to know where Jill is. Um, You know, the robed figure attacks and Sheva shoots her and manages to knock her mask off. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- you know, showing everybody, and this is all done in, it's like slow-mo action,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: you know, uh, over the top action stuff. So we're not getting a good look at anything. It's very cinematic. Um, Wesker comes down to in a slow clap. Um, you know, he's like, you finally found us, like, us, uh, you know, this is the, the big <laughs> family reunion, uh, pulling the hood off and revealing it's Jill. Yes. And she's been winter soldiered. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and you know, Jill once revealed attacks with a karate kick. This starts our two-on-two fight. It's partner versus partner versus partner, partner with partner
0: versus partner. Yep. <laughs> 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 yep finally, doubles yeah. match.
1: <laughs> and and Wesker says, seven minutes. Seven minutes is all I can spare to play with you." Uh, yeah,
0: which I like, <laughs> and it's true. There's some delicious Weskerism. Yes. In this. Yeah, and it, it is. It can be a fight, which if you you can't win. Right. You can you know temporarily defeat him to get treasure, or you can survive for seven minutes. Yes. and this is a really fun arena mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, you don't want to hurt Jill. No, nope. uh, the game will shovel will yell at you. And,
2: <laughs> you know, like um, your
0: partner, <laughs> yes, yeah, just like you said. Yeah. <laughs> Not now, uh, but she she will keep shooting at you. Yeah, um, but what's more, much more interesting is Wesker. Um, Wesker is weird. You know, Matrix vampire. Moves work so much better in this engine than in Code Veronica, I think.
1: You never fight him in Code uh, Veronica. He's just there, he's just present as a as a um AI. Not not AI. Well, he's it's just for cutscenes. CGI. Yeah. But in in this, it makes sense in this world, I
0: guess. Yeah, like, in the world like Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's like you it made sense you would never fight him, mm-hmm. him because it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Here though, it's actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, he's immune to bullets, he dodges them, you have to distract him.
1: Yeah you know so so there's like a section like if you go by this one door he will kick you through it this opens up more of the arena like it gets you into these hallways where he will suddenly mm -hmm. start like walking and the thing about him is you have to attack him when he's looking the other direction that's the only way to actually do damage so Mm -hmm. like you can hide and like get around behind him fire some shots and then move again before he comes and gets you
0: he has during this section he has a lot uh, in common with the protagonist of the song centipede by Buckner and Garcia <laughs> like he walks around doing like i'm coming to find you <laughs> like and it, it even come is out, like a little like out wherever goes- you are like, the, the, the voice of Buckner and or Garcia in that song is not that different than Wesker's voice. Yeah. I mean, like, this is full-on
1: British Wesker. Like, the like yes. the more evil he gets, the more British he ends up being.
0: Yeah. He starts with England in New England. <laughs> uh, you know, but you can also just avoid him yeah. and sweep up yeah. treasures and get away from him. Um, eventually, he leaves after seven minutes, or you defeat him. Uh, Chris tries to stop him, but Jill attacks. Right. And uh, Chris briefly gets through to her again. This is very uh, cliche. Like, I know you're in there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Wesker <laughs> takes, out the Jill, the takes out the Jill
1: app. takes out the Jill app. Yeah yeah <laughs> J- please Turn, please jll <laughs> yeah, t- turns up the jill uh, <laughs>
0: and, uh, this causes her to uh rip open her jumpsuit revealing that she has like a techno gem like yeah. she has a uh, you know a, a reactor core like from iron man in her chest
1: mm-hmm. she's got like a it's like a scarab kind of beetle like uh yeah. attached to her there like what this is again because i go wiki diving because i read about this bullshit like they had developed this super soldier serum that makes that makes you uh you know super capable and super super subservient but it needs to be continuously ingested so like mm-hmm. this is a thing that just uh, like immediate you know continuously gives her the drip and can be controlled yes. by uh can be controlled by app essentially um mm-hmm. and this starts um a, a boss fight against jill where the object is not to kill her it's to try and get through to her
0: yeah um and and shoot the thing off her chest yeah, um, we'll or you know, rip you the thing off of her, her chest. Would, yeah. yeah, rip the chest, and you can shoot it too. It makes it easier to rip. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, and the a, your AI partner will shoot it with 100 percent accuracy. So if hmm. you get behind Jill, your partner will shoot it, um, which is really great because it's a really small target. It's yeah. a, it's hard. Yeah. To hit. Um, once you get her to resist enough, you know the gem will shock her. This allows you to get on her and do a, a button tappa mm-hmm. to uh, to restrain her. Um, or shovel suplexer uh, <laughs> and try to pull the thing off. Yeah, um, uh, and you have to do this several times.
1: This thing is like really attached on on her. When you when you yeah. ultimately like pull it out, like those tendrils are really long. This had to have been connected to pretty much every system in her body.
0: Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, pretty hardcore. Yes. Um, eventually, you yank it out yeah um uh and she comes to her senses like she's mm-hmm. like i knew i was aware of everything but i couldn't do anything about it i'm so sorry yes and chef like it's okay and she goes you're sheva right <laughs> uh and, and, and she's like which i don't know what jill's talking about yeah and she's like yes i am you know <laughs> and this is the passing of the torch this uh-huh. is where uh sheva becomes chris's partner as opposed mm-hmm. to jill
1: she has sheva has jill's blessing
0: you know, It's yeah. like every time you get a it's, new,
1: you get a new girlfriend, you ask your ex-girlfriend for her permission.
0: <laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. Um, like you, you, you're like, it's crazy. And, and, you know, and she's like, no, it's fine. You still have to stop Wesker. Mm-hmm. Don't you trust your partner? <laughs> uh, and looks over at Sheva. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> like, Chris, just like weekend dad. And like, Chris just slowly comes to you and figures it out. <laughs>
1: And uh, it's very funny. I like your I like your Chris voice like after it's, it's like <laughs> after Tim goes through mega puberty. <laughs> <laughs> be uh,
2: like, it's
0: because Chris goes through mega puberty. Yeah. Like the the P virus. Like he's he's just through like absolute uh testosterone, the T virus. Yeah. Mm. Um so uh we cut forward, you know, to just Jill going and doing something which we'll see in one of the DLCs, yeah. And Chris and Sheva getting onto the bow of the ship uh you know wesker and we see wesker walking along another ship nearby with excella yes uh and we're kind of like towards the end game here we don't have very much left
2: yeah
1: We are in chapter six, uh, starting with six one. Mm-hmm. The ship deck. Yes.
0: Um, so the opening of this level is just kind of crawl across this container deck. Um, every once in a while, we get locked in with these magini. Mm-hmm. Some of which are the uh, like the the big fat
1: dudes. Yeah, that take just um, a whole bunch of ammo to to, uh, to put yeah. down. Yeah
0: um then she reaches lab with axella and she flees um we shoot but we don't hit her we hit one of her cases mm-hmm. and knocks the case loose which has a vial inside
1: it right and sheva grabs the uh grabs the vial looks at it like huh mm-hmm. that's weird um mm-hmm. i mean it's good for, for all the communication i should drink this right <laughs> it looks <Yeah>. so tasty <laughs> like, cherry yeah. flavored now uh, for, for everything the game is communicated like this seems like another sample it's like what she gave uh gave, gave irving right? Yeah. Uh, but it's not, it's the magical deus ex machina that we need. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we proceed further on and we reach Excella in her lab here. Like we said, uh, she has left. There's a computer note here from Miguel. Again, this researcher talks about him trying to create a virus with none of the downsides of the previous viruses. Uh, the hint is every virus started as a way to get over the downside of the previous viruses. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this keeps struggling towards it. Yeah. Um, so we're inside, we have a mini boss fight with the Magini with a chain gun. Again, just straight up from Resident Evil 4. Yep. Um, and then this kind of shooting gallery of these different Magini with uh, rocket launchers, yep. which we uh, take out. Um, as After we do this, we get on this elevator and we get this cutscene to Watch Wesker watching us. Right. You know, we're in pursuit. Mm-hmm. And a flashback of Wesker talking to Spencer on that fateful night. Yes. Uh, and this is where we get a big lore dump,
1: right? Spencer is talking about the Wesker children, revealing that Wesker was in some part manufactured, and that he is the only survivor of the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. And Spencer, like, he's talking about how, how how ironic it is that this was his life's work to create this race of people that he could rule over as a god, because obviously he deserves that. Uh, but mm-hmm. by the time it's you know ready to happen, he is you know on death's door. He's old and infirm. How ironic could it be that a god like me could be infirm? Um, And, of course, this is when Wesker jams his fist through Spencer's chest and says, that right is now mine, the right to rule the world. He has taken his revenge on his kind of father? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're going to find out a lot about it in Netflix. (laughs) Like (laughs) uh, The storyline of Wesker flattening out to be a really boring character. Oh, yeah. Um, We get to 6-2, the main deck here. Uh, which is back out in the open air and there's this huge pile of corpses this is a great like set piece mm-hmm. it's very creepy um and Excella is there and she's writhing in pain um she's talking about how wesker has forsaken her yep and uh <laughs> this is where you know wesker cuts in on the pa and says like mm, you know aura Burrows is on the eve of its debut and you know he's Accela, the implication excella has been injected with it and yes. this is where sheva goes but Wesker <laughs> and her were partners. <laughs> Why would he betray his partner?
2: <laughs> Don't be naive.
0: Yeah, and Chris... <Truly> Excella <understanding>. <clears throat> um, <laughs> turns into another Ouroboros.
1: Yes. And assimilates this big pile of corpses. Yeah. And that's how she gets bigger than the other Ouroboroses that we've seen before. Much bigger than the biomass on those corpses would, uh, would, would have you believe, oh, but yeah. at least they're making a nod for it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, we get through the ship. We're trying to get up to the deck here. Uh, this is an intricate QTE section, basically where we're trying to escape the tentacles as they burst through the ceiling and the floor. Um, uh, and also, you know, dealing with some enemies, you get up to the bridge. This is where you find the note about project W. Um, you know, like, yes, Albert's failure, failure, Raccoon City marks the broader failure of this project. This is written by Alex w alex wesker that ends up being a villain in revelations 2 actually mm, gotcha yeah.
0: yeah um so we pass through this bridge and reach the front of the ship where we're doing another big set piece battle uh mm-hmm. big axilla uh Ouroboros is grabbing on um she has these big red bulbs mm-hmm. uh, that we can shoot and we have to shoot those and then target her with this very convenient um <laughs> you know orbital laser device yeah there's
1: a kill sat that is uh targeted with like a rocket launcher basically yeah so you just have to mouse over one of the bulbs for long enough for the kill sat to come down this is pretty straightforward like there are two levels you can fight on and she will like bring little creeps in to fight you Mm -hmm. the 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 big problem is there's an instant death phase where four of the bulbs will line up and start glowing like you need to actually like you know, if you're playing this by yourself, you need to put down the, the, the targeter um, and actually fire at them with your regular guns to stop that from happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, they knew this was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Like, that's why
0: they have the satellite gun, I guess. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, which is, it's weird because they're going to do it to the whole world. I don't know. Like, this is where West Current Umbrella's plans uh, are dumb. Yes. Like, so, dumber than they've been.
1: What if we succeed and something mutates, you know, like after we yeah. uh, you know, <sighs> spread the virus everywhere? Yeah.
0: Yes. Which is all we want to do. So it's it's super dumb. Yeah. It's a pretty annoying boss fight, and it's not mechanically like very fun. I yeah. don't think.
1: And also, Excella is as bland as uh, wheat paste. So
0: yeah absolutely horrible um this goes on to uh, six three the bridge deck um we return to this deck we see a security feed uh showing wesker getting ready to board this assault bomber um this is how he intends to spread ouroboros but luckily jill radios us at this point and says Mm -hmm. like oh yeah i just remembered something uh wesker's strength comes from a virus he needs to stabilize himself with injections um you say, oh, so if we don't give him an injection, so he'll get weaker. And mm-hmm. he, like, there's this great dialogue that feels like a draft. Like, this feels like a correction. Yeah. Where Jill's like, well, he actually just recently took a dose. <laughs> so it'll be a while before. And I just feel like somebody's reading it and was like, wait a minute. That's they can't come off from this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They need to stab him with a vial or something. Yeah. You know, a syringe. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, it's, you know, they accounted for it. Right. You know? Well, uh-huh. actually, he just recently had a vitamin. So it'll be 24 hours before he needs another one.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh, that's the, so the, the vial that we got off Excella is this serum. We can, yeah. we, we, we can further destabilize them by giving him more, uh, people who have played Metal Gear Solid 4 will know this is exactly how you defeat vamp, uh, cool. <laughs> which is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's literally the same thing. So fun. Uh yep.
0: Yeah. Um, the, uh, so we had to, we do this section, uh, where we are going through these burning cargo areas, uh, opening up these bulkheads this is a yeah. bummer uh agreed and eventually we fight uh two reapers who are joined by minigun majinis this is the regular enemy last stand yes you know like every possible trick we can pull
1: i died at this a lot
0: yeah this is a two, bummer two reapers is, is it's too much yep two yeah. reapers too many mm-hmm. um when you get through this, though, when you reach Wesker, uh, we do a boss fight with Wesker. He opens his attack cutscene by throwing his sunglasses at you to distract you, which, uh, again, go like flow through the air like a sunglasses commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does his villain speech. Yes. Uh, here.
1: You know, he says, I'm going to get rid of all of the unnecessary people uh, and rule over this new age of man as the ultimate yeah, a Superman. Of, a lot of faith.
0: that yeah. uh, There will be
1: some people left to rule.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and that's real contrary to every single thing that's ever happened in his life. Yes. Um, so yeah. Uh, dumb. Um, Very. but we do this fight, uh, two on one with Wesker, which I really like, mm-hmm. um, where, uh, the idea is we can turn off the lights here and, yeah. uh, you know, he can't see in these things. We had to make it so he can't see. Um, and we have rocket launchers around mm-hmm. and there's this really awesome thing where you, uh, shoot a rocket launcher at him and he can grab it. Mm-hmm. Out of the air, and then your partner shoots it. Yes, and him pushing the rocket off of him mm-hmm. is actually the kind of anime bullshit I can get into. Like, <laughs> like I was actually like kind of into this.
1: Yeah, he's holding it like it's a rabid cat that is attacking him. Yeah, <laughs> trying to hold it at bay. Is it? Yeah, it's it's very good. I I, I like that yeah. a lot. uh I'm also kind of into the anime bullshit. Like if he gets frustrated by trying to find you find you, he will jump up onto the level where he has this like Harrier jet, and he will pick up missiles and throw them. Them like the like 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 their uh footballs at you mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah their paper planes like yeah uh, very cool what's the name of the uh, like I the, Ner- the nerf football that has the fin at the end of it so it can, you can throw it uh like really far
0: i think it's just called a nerf like I mean, i'm mean, i sure it's called the eliminator or some shit yeah, but I, yeah. I just always thought of, when i think about a nerf football that's what i think about
1: yeah i, I just man love those things uh it's mm-hmm. the nerf vortex there we go the thing about yeah, the nerf vortex know. is it has little whistles on the side of it so if you mm-hmm. throw it and you get a good spiral it makes a sure we had them mm-hmm. on the playground like when i was in like elementary school or middle school what you would do is you would throw them at somebody um from like a long distance and you'd just be walking mm-hmm. along, or they'd be walking along and they would hear and they would hit him in the head. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect toy. <laughs> it was the perfect thing to bean Yeah. Uh,
0: colleagues with. Yep. In school.
1: Yes. But Wesker so, does that yeah. with missiles. So
0: Yes. So he's that's a, I can't believe he'd do that to his po- <laughs> to his colleagues. Um, I like this this fight though. Yeah. Um eventually, you know, when you hit him with a rocket, enough this uh Distracts him, so one person holds him. The other person runs up and injects him with extra goop, and uh, this makes his eyes glow red. Mm-hmm. He swears this is an over. He jumps onto the jet, and we barely jump into the Bombay uh, yes. for the third, the second phase of this three-phase final
1: boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do some QTE stuff, fighting in close quarters uh, inside the Bombay here. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. is able to open the hatch um, before the plane reaches the necessary altitude to spread Burros. This is what he's doing. Like that's his plan mm-hmm. to get high enough and you know spread it so we can hit the jet stream and you know kill everybody. Um, yes. The open hatch starts drawing the plane down and sucks Wesker out, but he manages to grab Sheva. Um, and you do mm-hmm. a uh, QTE to help her, um, and ultimately you grab her so you can shoot Wesker as we crash into the caldera of this volcano.
2: As you do,
0: yeah. Like I, I don't know why we're in a volcano now. Drama reasons, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, we we crash. We stock up on stuff here. Mm-hmm. But Wesker, now that he's uh, gotten the extra juice, he likes the juice. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now shirtless. And punches into this unexploded Aerobrros uh, missile to infect himself because he just wants revenge on Chris. Yes, he's willing to give up on his dreams, but if it means killing Chris, yeah, you know, he switches one simple motivation for another. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pulls back a bunch of his uh, tentacles and these mi- shards of the missile uh, they're on them and moves to attack.
1: This is a cool design, um, I think. Like him whipping the, the the piece of the missile around is good. Sure, yeah
0: um this is a really stilted shitty and boss though
1: yeah it is i don't like it I, like yeah, i thought that dumb it was, as hell. i thought that it was more mechanics based than this no it like it mm-hmm. might as well be like a big uh like qt challenge almost yeah like there are like several things that you need to do in a very particular order and if you mess up you die and then you restart like at that little section
0: mm-hmm yep uh, where Wesker is pursuing you as this volcano is kind of falling apart around, around you for some reason. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened to the volcano. Um, so you have to slow him down. I think a plane and crashed into towards... it. Well, it seems like a volcano is stronger than a plane.
1: <laughs> Probably. I, it's a pretty big like, volcano. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty small plane. Um, So Wesker is pursuing Sheva. You have to slow him down because she's your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And this culminates in you punching a boulder to make a way for her uh, to get across. Mm -hmm. Um, This is famous. Yep. uh, Because it's Chris punching a boulder. Yep. Um, It's as dumb as it seems. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a pretty dumb ending to this game.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, Don't care for it. But by the time you all get to the high ground here, the real fight starts um wesker will uh hold his arm up to be struck by lightning uh like uh, in the metal shreds so he can do his attacks uh the thing that you're trying to do is deal enough damage so that he'll perform this whirlwind attack around him leaving him vulnerable to be restrained this is not necessarily communicated it kind of seems like you're supposed to just you know use that downtime to actually do the damage to him no what you need to do is Basically, a repeat of a lot of the other partner kind of sequences where one partner gets behind and holds him and the other one comes up and um, uh, uh, does a little uh, button prompt on the front. Right.
0: Well, th- this is, That is one way to, to kill him. Hmm. Um, so my um, you can also just damage him.
1: Oh, uh, I, I tried die. that a bunch.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it's difficult.
1: Yeah, I didn't uh, have it's, enough it's ammo.
0: Easy, but you, yeah. You, you can just hurt him this way of the way you're talking about that kind of uh, way of doing this apparently is impossible to do on um, the ultimate hard mode on professional oh because as you're holding on to Wesker you take damage
2: oh and yeah. you basically
0: you can't die you can't make it through the cutscene oh huh um through this so, so you have to beat him with a uh, conventional weaponry yeah um, on that level um the uh, if you do this and you, you know you get this uh, stab thing you actually take them down um jill arrives on a helicopter to grab you and then wesker comes out of the lava mm-hmm. and instead of a resident evil game ending with one rocket launcher mm-hmm. being fired at the monster because it's a game about partners there are his and her rocket launchers yes. that are fired at the same time
1: mm-hmm. you press both the you press both the shoulder buttons and it goes uh chris mm-hmm. says suck on this wesker uh real subtle guys um, yeah <laughs> extremely subtle <laughs> yeah. actually yeah good job on that uh. subtext uh, and uh you kill him wesker uh falls and you know burns to ash inside the volcano i'm sure to come back later oh sure yeah
0: yeah it hasn't happened yet but like he's iconic yes um and then we get this like you know emotional ending here with chris in monologuing you know this, this is the same monologue at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. where he says like more and more i wonder if it's all worth fighting for uh, but then he concludes, we're a future without fear, yeah, it's worth it, yes. And I don't know what game he was playing, or what like, <laughs> messages he learned from this volcano monster, yeah, <laughs> uh that he just double rocket launched yeah. <laughs> uh, after crashing into it on a a jet plane filled with market you know bombs marked or Burros, but <laughs> this is definitely you know the many points in which Resident Evil loses it. Mm-hmm. this is one of them,
2: yeah, uh
1: you you cannot deny, <laughs> nope, not at all yeah um i forgot that jill survived you don't see yep. her again she doesn't factor in re6 like the only games that take the only time after this on the timeline where she shows up it's in a memo in revelations 2 where she says like yeah they've like basically they've just been doing experiments on me like she disappears and gets the sherry birkin treatment
0: yep yeah she's recovering yes. like she's feeling better in that memo
1: yeah
0: um and chris will go on to be at the end of uh Resident evil 7 yep you know, and in Resident Evil 6, with a smaller version of Chris mm-hmm. that he <laughs> butted, and he walks around with and uh, gives commands to and stuff. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, uh, you know, he's a he decided the ultimate partner was him, but smaller. <laughs> and Sheva
1: never appears again. Nope, Sheva's Sheva, Sheva's back. Uh, like Sheva doesn't even appear on the uh, on the cover art for the Gold Edition.
0: Yep, it's Jill. Yep. So what a what a kick in the teeth. Yeah, I thought we had partners. Um, the, uh, so we should talk about the DLCs and then kind of do a final wrap up stuff. Yes. Cause one of these is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, desperate escape is the not cool one. Right. Um, these could right. just be things that were in resident evil five. Right. Uh, it's if you wanted to know how Jill, uh, and Joshua, uh, so Jill needs a, a rebound partner, mm-hmm. um, and how they got out. This is yeah.
1: how. Yeah. So like, you know, Jill, she passes out and wakes up when Joshua's behind her. Like Joshua has been looking Looking for ways to, you know, save Chris and Sheva, because, you know, he kind of promised he would. Um, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I you know, I've got this chopper. Well, let's get to that chopper. And then you just go through a military base. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing is, like, you're fighting a couple of enemies that normally only show up in Mercenaries, but, like, it is coated with Mercenaries' goofiness. So some of them, when they die, they explode afterwards. But when they explode, they scale up in size. So like mm-hmm. you'll you'll fight like a chain gun enemy, and as he dies, not just the enemy will like bloat up and explode or whatever, but the actual chain gun will get bigger too. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's
0: very funny. The chain gun took the C virus. <laughs> um the uh and then it ends with him introducing another chopper pilot yep. who is Joshua's partner uh-huh. who uh who dies because he gets a direct hit from a rocket. Um <laughs> And this is really sad for Joshua. So everybody gets the sad partner.
1: Yeah. And also it continues the, the, the tradition of chopper pilots taken into the face. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Rockets and chopper chopper pilots are natural Mm -hmm. enemies. Yeah. uh, Here. Uh, This is exceedingly dumb. Yes. Um, What's more interesting is lost in nightmares, which is uh, not only does it let you play the cool flashbacks that we've seen, Mm -hmm. but it also is just like a really big love letter to resident evil one, at least for the first half.
1: Yes. Um, because like you, you know, so this is you on the mission with BSA Europe to find Oswald Spencer, uh, and use him as a uh, as a lead to get to Wesker, um, and the where Spencer is hiding out, he's in Europe uh, in a mansion that is very similar to the mansion that uh, um you went through in Resident Evil One. Like, the just mm-hmm. the thing you got to know about Spencer is all of his houses have to look the same. Like, even yeah. the Antarctica base had this to a certain ex- a certain extent.
0: It's real weird. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen anybody who cares that much about a double staircase like this. Um, super bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is full of like semi like cutesy, but they work for me. Like, yeah, I have these feelings about like these kind of little callbacks and stuff. But I'm just in the pocket for it. So it's like I, I, I can't.
1: I'm a fan. Service know. me. Like it's it's fine. If this was it, like yeah. if this was in the main game, that would probably be a little bit annoying. But as a DLC that is built around that, I'm I'm, I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. You know, like Jill picks the lock and and Chris is like, Yeah, they missed the touch. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh yeah. She's still unlocking stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, to to move forward, uh the the basement, they there's like a door that they have to use a crank. Uh <laughs> there's a missing crank, and they're like, What is with this guy with cranks? You know, and they they this is like the little lived in you know, they're talking to each other in this way more than him and Sheva talk to each other at all. Yes. Yeah. Like they, it seems like they're goofing with each other mm-hmm. in a way that's real fun. It's
1: good. Yeah yeah um you know when you go through doors like instead of just doing the regular breach kind of thing like the camera will go in and approximate the door opening animation from uh the loading mm-hmm. screens it's yeah it's sweet and and most noteworthy there's no enemies for a lot of this yes
0: this is you mostly
1: know? about being you know creepiness
0: yeah creepiness and like little puzzles yeah. like there weren't a lot of uh you know puzzles in uh in the rest of the game Mm -hmm. uh, in resident evil five and there are more in this yes um you know again uh you know there are all these dead bodies around um we're here after a disaster like wesker has gone through spencer's security detail and just bust everything up yes um the itchy tasty diary famous is in a bedroom like somebody's reading it for pleasure
1: this is the this is what bothered the the one thing that bothered me from the fan service here like why would it be here why would this diary be here
0: well, it's also weird too because chris and jill don't remark on it yeah like i want them to be like we've read this yeah wait a minute like we know what happened to that guy um <laughs> he was in the closet yeah um it was, yeah. it was super yeah. scary <laughs> yeah man that remember remember when we used to get scared yeah um <laughs> <laughs> whatever
1: happened
2: yeah,
0: yeah. um but the inside this uh, this thing, there's pages missing, and there's a, a password. We use right. the computer. There's also this running thing about uh, the the loyal butler subplot of the Resident <laughs> Evil games. Yep. The the, the, you know, the remains of the day, like <laughs> the things they carried, yep. Resident Evil thing, were like a lot of very noble servants. Yes. And butlers. Yeah. this.
1: Oh, this guy. He has like a really like undignified name. It's like Jerry or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) Yeah. but he's talking about like yeah you know he remembers the old days when like ashford marcus and spencer were really young um Mm -hmm. and remarks that oh you know my family has served the spencer family forever but you know oswell osmond whatever his name is uh is the last of his line so we are very much you know at the end of days here Mm yeah yeah
0: um, and Spencer has been having his butler administer the virus to people
1: <laughs> work yeah, for Spencer now
0: because yeah, I, I was hired to do that. Yeah. Um, so he's had to like kind of make himself dead inside in order to continue this tradition of service. Right. Um, Jill plays the Moonlight Sonata. They talk about it like, Hey, you think you still play it? Oh, it's been mm-hmm. a while. You know, again, love letter stuff. Yes. Um, you know, you go into the Eastern hallway. Um, their dogs barking outside, but nothing breaks through. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, until later we come back through and something breaks through, but it's just a bat. Right. Which is like strong bat. Yeah. <laughs> like you know that we're taking enough attention yeah. to this like but, extremely beefy bat that can bust through a window.
1: Yeah. Or I mean, if not beefy, it can achieve a very high velocity.
0: Yeah. Bullet bat. <laughs> so one or uh, the other,
1: yeah uh, the final uh, uh password is on a piece of thermal paper that you that you have to heat up in the dining room i was mm-hmm. um, a little bummed out that there wasn't a pool of blood in front of the uh in front of the fireplace but sure. can't can't have them all um yeah but these passwords all go to a computer where you get the butler's final entry uh final diary where spencer uh sent him to um figure out where wesker was and send him a message in a way that Wesker would not know where the message came from you know yeah. saying like yes I had, you know Oswald's Os- Os- like I need to see I need to see Wesker but he can't know it's me so like the butler went through Ada to get to Irving
0: yes so that's connecting Ada into this in a very you know tangential way yes um so, uh, Spencer then fired the butler. What mm-hmm. a kick in the teeth. And the last thing in the log is the name of the 13 candidates for the W Project, mm-hmm. the, the people who are making Weskers. Yeah. Um, Jill, or yourself, depending on who you play as, because I played as Jill. Yes. Uh, during this, I was like, why wouldn't I? Um, got locked in this uh, falling spike death trap, mm-hmm. Jill sandwich style. You have to go around to the other side uh, to you know shoot. Your she- Jill has to shoot the lock. You have to then go in through and do a lever. Yeah. Um, to get the crank handle to go down to the second part of the game which is which is not a love letter to resident evil one no but no. it is like a horror scarier resident yes level five basically it,
1: it is nice and spooky like there's a big prison uh facility beneath mm-hmm. this where they were holding people for torture and experimentation it's nice and spooky um mm-hmm. there's only one kind of enemy here um it's like this torture guy it's like it's really lobs sp- what's that they're called blobs. So. Is that what they're called? That is not They're called yeah. That is not inspiring. It's yeah, like a like it's a spin, spindly guy who attacks by swinging an anchor around and the idea is like, yeah, like, you know, you don't want to get hit by him because he's real. You know, it's made it he just he'll take you out. It's an anchor. Yeah. Yeah, one shot. <laughs> um, but what I do love is that he like his body is spindly, but that's because all of his organs and flesh and like eyeballs and stuff are on a flesh backpack behind him. Yep. <laughs>
0: Which is, of course, his weak point. Yes. You know, so you're going to shoot him. Um, this is where, like, I got a lot of use out of the melee. Yeah. Uh, in this, you know, <laughs> where it was like uh, shooting him in the back until he took a knee or throwing a grenade at him. So he took a knee and then running up and doing a, a melee attack. Yeah. So, um Yeah. Uh, you kind of continue to move through this jail uh doing these encounters, it varies depending on difficulty. There are a couple little set pieces yeah. uh, here until eventually you uh slide down this deeper level. Uh, you lost your gear, and we have to do like a stealth section and do traps. Yeah. Um, there are the like Jill Sandwich traps where we have to lure these guys into them and then have the trap deployed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they stop it and you have to stun them. So the uh the ceiling will crush them. Yeah. It's very slight. Mm-hmm. Like, this and Desperate to Escape are short. Yeah. Short, short, short. Mm-hmm. Um, because after you do this, uh, we're done, basically. Yeah.
1: Like um, we get back up to the, like, main library, and that's where we fight Wesker.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, he's just killed Spencer, and we get the uh, kind of dumb fight that happens until the cutscene we've already seen, where mm-hmm. Jill throws Wesker out the window.
1: Yes. You know?
0: Yeah. And that's uh, that's Resident Evil 5 Gold Edition. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, you know, i had I had fun with this. There are some real frustrating moments uh, with instant death, yes. lots of retries and stuff. You know, um, and, you know, I think that what you said earlier, we're like, yeah, it's Resident Evil Four, but twenty percent worse. So still on the balance, like worth your time. You know, mm-hmm. I I still think of the mainline REs. This is my least favorite.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like maybe less, Resident Evil. Z- I would say Zero aside. Yeah, but like the, yeah. The, this, this and Zero are kind of in the same tier for me.
0: Yeah. What would uh,
1: six or code Veronica? I would put that's tough. I yeah. I, yeah. Um, I would put them kind of on the same tier a little bit. I think that code Veronica would get the edge because I just like its presentation a little bit more. I think that I, I mm-hmm. give, I give an edge to, um, classic style of resident evil outside of the context of, um, you know, the perfection of four, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 I would probably
1: agree Yeah,
0: with that, but they're, they're not as far apart as, you know, maybe I would like. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this is fun. This is worth playing. I don't know if I will play it again. This yeah. might be my like my goodbye.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it'd be, um,
1: it'd be fun to stream. Okay. Like there's some goofy, goofy stuff. Like I don't know if it will be the last one for me. But
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. it is a uh, it is fun, and it's some of the ways in which it's you know shitty or problematic are like actually like incredibly damaging and serious. Mm-hmm some of the ways it's shitty are actually kind of fun in a totally different way. Yeah. Than other, you know, it's not like bad. re one voice acting or whatever? Mm-hmm. So as a big fan of the franchise, like there's some fun to be had in just like, fuck Irving, fuck like, <laughs> a of sucks now. <laughs> They're in a volcano. This is so dumb. Yeah. Like that is kind of fun. It's a different kind of fun, mm-hmm. but I'm not immune to that kind of fun. I just right. have less interest in it. Yep. You know? So like, as is, it's like, yeah, I'll take the 20% as fun. You know, yeah. in terms of narrative and stuff, Resident Evil 2 are 30% less interesting and good in story. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like the series and the stuff this is trucking with enough to where even a greatly diminished version of it is still worth a little bit to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and luckily, I don't consider 6 to be an, another downgrade of this. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was, if it was just basically co-op. Resident Evil 5 but just even worse. I would mm-hmm. have had a really hard time with it.
1: Yeah, 6 actually like improves the gameplay and makes it more fluid and fast in a way that matches uh the the heightened level of um, you know, enemy activity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um that yes. that helps it survive mechanically even in the even in the face of, you know, more bad instant death QTE stuff.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, so good. I you know, I am glad uh, it was, you know, thank you for sponsoring this. Mhm um who's a ryan yes yeah thank you ryan appreciate you yeah um yeah if you have anything to say about resident evil 5 hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact by october 15th Mm -hmm. or if you have anything to say about dino crisis 2 soma or next week's episode doom 3
1: yes next week next week's episode is a premium episode um the last uh, you know game episode of every month uh, everybody, uh, the public feed gets the generalities, uh, but the whole episode will be available on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash TV. That is at the $5 tier. And uh, that not only gets you the Doom 3 episode when that comes out, but all of our premium episodes and a bunch more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a good value, yeah. we think. Um, after that, we'll be doing our dispatch. We'll announce what we're doing in winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for November, we will be playing uh, No One Lives Forever, Uncharted Waters 2, And Marathon, too. Yeah. So November 15th is the deadline for those.
1: Yes. Um, Other than that, word of mouth is the best thing uh, that you can give us. So if you have friends Mm -hmm. who, uh, you know, if you you have friends who like video games or podcasts, uh, they have, you know, through the course of quarantine, run through other podcasts that they enjoy and they're looking for more, uh, spread the word, please.
0: Yes. And uh, we would appreciate it. We would. Uh, Until next time, what should they watch out for, partner?
1: uh my extreme makeover <laughs>